intro. Uh, how's it going, buds? Yeah, but weren't we going to introduce ourselves? Um, yeah. Wasn't that a thing? Yeah. yeah. How, <laughs> how do we plan to do that? <laughs> you just scuffed it, but it's like... Uh, yeah, this, this is staying in. I don't mind. What's, I know, me too. <laughs> what's going what's on, What's the intro? Buds? I'm Macho. Yeah. And this is my co-host, I guess, Nico. And then I say, hi, yeah. how's it going? Then you introduce yourself. And then I say, welcome to the Emerald Palace. Yeah. Is that okay? Let's That's get how that. It done. Should go. Okay, go. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Uh, we're a great podcast. <laughs> how are you doing, buds? Welcome to the Emerald Palace. My name's Macho. This is my co-host. Hey, how's it going? You're not supposed to say your name. Uh, oh, true. You didn't even say my name. I thought you would present no, I didn't. me. See, I scuffed it too. <laughs> okay. How are you doing, buds? My name's Macho. This is my co-host. Hey, I'm Nico. <laughs> Welcome to the Emerald Palace. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> People listen to us wow. because of how professional we are. <laughs> That's well. After this episode, it's not going to be true anymore. Yeah, we just lost all of our listeners, but it's fine. Uh, it takes the pressure off. <laughs> yep, a good intro Lord, takes the I pressure off. This. <laughs> this this is our best intro, if I'm honest. I feel like yeah, it's the most chaotic to say the least. Which is what I prefer. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell us about the guest this week. Who do we have on? The guest this week is uh, one of my great friends and one of your new good friends off of internet because of this COVID situation. Um, he's uh, Hell's Fallen. I'm going to make his introduction after I've revealed him. But uh, he's been gaming with us uh, throughout the quarantine. He's uh, a great friend of Martin Hell's Phoenix and uh, uh, Fate as well. And uh, he, yeah, he's become your friend through playing League of Legends, playing D&D with us. He's very open to activities and likes to be a nerd uh, around us. So we thought it'd be a great idea to have him on. Uh, and you know what we didn't ask him that everyone's going to be like, hey, so why didn't that question come up? Um, I don't remember. I don't know. But I know um, that we asked him a bunch of things anyways. <laughs> we did. We didn't ask where the hells comes from. <laughs> oh, that's true. There's no hells. Lore. We had both hells boys. We did not manage wow, to solve that's... that mystery. Oh my God. We're going to have to have them on together or something and then resolve that Ooh. mystery. We should have a hells podcast. <laughs> a hells podcast or they can start their own hells podcast Ooh. and they can reveal it there the, exclusively. The branding would be like all set. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, no. I don't think that go. would happen because Nick seems to not have committed to even streaming regularly. So, <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing. Exactly. No, but uh, for someone who doesn't stream as much as everyone else and someone who considers himself to be fairly introverted, like the guy's great at talking. We had a really solid interview with him. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what I like about this guy is we can get into conversations about the things that he likes or maybe likes a little less, but he, he's opinionated and he likes to defend his opinions. So that doesn't show, like, his stubbornness doesn't show in this interview. Uh, but he's a really great uh, conversationalist, nonetheless. Yeah, and th that's pretty much what this interview was. It was just a really good conversation. And mm -hmm. it, it flowed, and I'm really happy with it. Oh, yeah. It's a great way to get out of the single digits and into the double-digit episodes next week. Ooh, Can you imagine, huge. man? We've committed double to this digits. for nine freaking weeks. It's a... Uh, I'm yeah. fairly convinced we're the greatest podcast on the planet at this point. At this, yeah, I think so. After nine episodes, we've been through it all. We're like Steven Seagal with movie making. Like we've been doing it for <laughs> 57 years. We're the Nicolas Cage of podcasts. Yep. 
So, update, I still have not bought Baldur's Gate 3. That's Everyone uh, congratulate me. Great success. I'm clapping, if, even if RTX doesn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll hear it with my voice, but uh, great success. That's $80 still in your pocket. Freaking, let's go. And uh, I actually do have some news this week. Big announcement, but uh, my band, Fathom Sound, we recorded an album a while ago. It is called Cursed. It's been available on Bandcamp for the past almost, like what, July, August, September, October, just about five months now. Yeah, basically. And it's been on Bandcamp, so people have been able to hear it, but they haven't been able to stream it. And uh, it should be up and running on all major streaming services and a bunch of minor ones as well. No, that's a great success. Good announcement. Yeah, not so bad, eh? Apparently, like the yeah. distribution service we used, I uh, I just selected all of the things. So apparently, we're going to be on like TikTok, we're going to be on Deezer, we're going to be on Tidal. Yeah, I can't <laughs> like, wait! Can't wait to make dancing montages of you on of your music on TikTok. <laughs> I even selected Twitch soundtrack, which is like a thing that you can listen to while streaming, but there's no search feature on Twitch soundtrack. So oh. I don't know what the deal with that is, but apparently we're going to be on there at some point. Hey man, let's get you discovered. Let's get this band out there. Yeah. And I mean, I like, obviously I'm not planning on anything big happening. I just want people who are curious enough to want to listen, to have access to it. And that's kind of the goal here. Exactly. Availability is a great thing. That's all you're expecting. Like for people that want to listen to your music, to be able to just, do it on their favorite platform that they've already learned how to use and stuff like that. I feel like that's the best. You get the best of both worlds. And I mean, for years when we didn't have an album recorder, people were like, where can I hear your music? And I was like, at a gig. And that was pretty much the only way. Yeah, now they can but, prepare. But uh, now you can hear it everywhere. And then buy tickets once COVID uh, resumes or if the band resuscitates. <laughs> Doubtful. Press X to doubt on that one, bud. When are we seeing but, an uh, in fiasco reunion then, mister? Ooh. Get patches down here, <laughs> throw it way back. No, but actually, I did something pretty cool on stream, and uh, it was to a party of one, basically. I think it was only Santox that was watching, but I played the entire album live on stream and played guitar along with it. You were in there for a little bit of it. You caught oh, some I might have been pieces, lurking but... it. Yeah, you made a couple comments, but I know you were playing League, and we talked about the grind uh, the a bit grind. during the interview. Yeah. But yeah, I, I played through the whole album, and I'm happy to say, still got it. Still oh, know nice. how to play my parts. <laughs> Sweet. I'm a little sad I missed it, but I'm glad you did it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyone who is uh, subscribed to me, the VOD should still be there. So subscribe. if you want to see some highlights of that, it was pretty fun. I might do it again at some point. Okay, sweet. But it was cool. It kind of felt like I was playing a gig again. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I did see you uh, standing up at one point. So I was yes, like... Yes, the only time I stood was to play that because I'm so used to playing it standing that playing it mm-hmm. sitting down felt weird. Yeah, that makes sense. It's weird how the body and the like there's it's a whole experience. It's a whole setup for your brain to remember things sometimes. It's wild. Like there's bits where I would stop playing and then like Steve would have not quite a solo, but like a featured part or something. And I'd usually do this kind of bow where I like point to him as if I'm like showing the way and like attracting attention there. And I would still do those movements, even (laughs) if I'm just live streaming it, just because like that's what I do when I play that song. And it feels weird if I don't do it. This is the macho scene experience. (laughs) Yeah. So it, it was pretty cool. So I had a lot of fun with that. And that, uh, aside from D&D, I think was the only time I streamed this week. Yeah, I'm happy that D&D is the highlight of uh, our weeks. <laughs> it's such a great yeah. time. This week's session was uh, 
was difficult for me, but was a lot of freaking fun. Oh yeah, it seemed like you have to deal with five people now. <laughs> oh yeah, I let's talk about that reveal. Yeah. So we got a what seems to be a new party member. Yep. Mr. Hell's Phoenix. Shout out to him. Episode two, if you want to listen to a great interview. But uh, yeah, I managed to hide it from you guys. I threw that together very quickly. Fair, but it's not hard to hide stuff from us when we only check D&D beyond when we're playing D&D. And <laughs> well, but still, if because I had to throw him in that campaign after we had already started playing or else his picture would have been in D&D beyond. Yeah, that makes sense. So I managed to find a way where I could create a character for him, but not publish create it. a separate campaign where he could try it. Then I had to join the campaign myself, leave the campaign by unassigning the character, sending him the link, having him reassign the character. I did all that while we were in the middle of a session. Oh my God. Okay. You're pretty good at multitasking. That's for sure. <laughs> I am sneaky when it comes to stuff like that. But I like it, it wasn't that much of a like not to rain on your parade, but it wasn't that much of a surprise because I was in a Discord call when Martin asked to be included in the D&D session and you were like, yeah, sure, we could have you as a guest. And uh, right. well, when you announced it, I was like, heck yeah, I was happy. Like it was a great surprise. Yeah, yeah. I was like, nice, it ha it's happening. Like he says yes mm -hmm. and like people are following through. So I was happy about that. And he, I think he had a great time. So he did. It's and it's funny too because when I'm a DM, I'm focused on so many things, and I'm never sure if you guys are having a good time or not. Like right now, I'm pretty sure like the like you, Nick, Ar, and uh, Pat are all enjoying yourselves because you've told me enough. But like yeah. with Mart, he's he's so new to it that I'm like, is he having fun or is he like, is this not really his thing? It's really hard to say. <laughs> we'll see if he joins for a couple sessions and uh, keeps enjoying it, then you'll know that he's also having fun. Well, he gave me some really nice feedback, and uh, I was happy. But uh, now I'll have to redo all my Discord scenes because they don't want him to just have the feature spot the whole time. If yeah, he's, he's just going to be a guest only for member. one episode, not two. So uh, i got to redo all of that. But, uh, man, it's, uh, it's getting tough for me. It's, it's getting tough, but it's getting fun. Like, it's crazy. Yes. The, the amplitude and the, the scale of combat is increasing, and uh, things seem to be gathering a lot of steam, and it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, the combat's definitely going to pop off, but, like, this module is much larger than the first one we ran. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to do a couple of uh, back and forth using the teleporters and stuff like that that we unlocked. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that's its own thing because like, it's really tough for me to like logistically figure out a bunch of different towns at the same time that you guys can just go to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, If you guys are like, hey, we're going to Waterdeep, I'm pretty much going to just stop you because I'm like, no, well, there's nothing there. Sorry, that part's not ready. Not <laughs> yet. Under construction. Okay, okay. But you like but yeah, it, it's it's mandatory that you do that to keep us somewhat uh, in the yes. right direction, and I think it's a good thing that you don't give us too many things to do because people are gonna want to scatter and do everything at the same time because we already have a hard time as a party to take decisions fast. <laughs> yes. So it, that would only exacerbate that problem. <laughs> well, the, the I mean, the good news is it's a teleportation circle, but you need someone who's able to teleport you and mm -hmm. no one in your party can do it. Yeah. So it's like, well, there's no one there. Guess you guys can't teleport. Okay, okay, you can do that too. That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot that I can do. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I love about D&D is that the options are very, very wide in what you can and mm-hmm. can't do. And so it, it leaves a lot to the imagination, uh, which makes the game that much more creative and fun, satisfying. And what's always reassuring is, uh, as I mentioned a few times, I'm a big Critical Role fan. But if I watch the show and I have Twitch chat there, they're pointing out all the mistakes that even freaking Matt Mercer makes. And he's one of the best DMs ever. He's so good at it. Like, he makes mistakes. So, of course, I'm going to screw some stuff up. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Like, rule mistakes and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Or, like, he'll, he'll forget to do a certain thing or, like, forget to make a concentration check or, like, the player's ability works a certain way. And, like, sometimes he'll... Like it's just impossible feel, to keep track yeah. of everything, right? So it's it's not the expectation that I keep track of everything. And at the end of the day, the only goal is for everyone to have fun, right? Yep. And I don't feel like we stray that far from uh, the classical rules. We have a couple homebrews, no. and everybody seems to be in the playing with the intention of playing right and not like sneak yes. things and cheat. So everybody trusts each yeah, other, yeah. and that's just like such a wholesome environment. Like, I, mm. I have a feeling that um, most of the players will admit if they forget something, like, later on, and then we work oh, yeah. something out there. And you'll admit it, too, if you do miss or anything else. Yeah, most so, yeah. of the time when I screw up, it's in your guys' favor anyways, so. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot <laughs> to roll forget. double damage for this character. Or yep. something forget like that. the concentration check on my damage. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But now That's that you've informed me. refresh the rules on that, too. Mm-hmm. Because the the check is something like 10 plus the amount of damage you took or something like that. Like it gets oh. harder the more damage you take. Oh, wow. That's that's harsh, though. Well, yeah. If you take <laughs> a bunch of damage, like it's it should be difficult. Yeah, that makes sense. It just seems harsh because I don't have that much AC yeah. and damage mitigation. But, but at the same time, con- concentration spells are usually very strong. Yeah. Good, like, yeah, I guess it's how they can balance uh, spells and stuff like that in the game. Which is why your boy's Hell's Phoenix has the Warcaster feat, which gives you advantage on concentration checks. Ooh, that's great. I didn't know that. It sounds yeah. like a fun... Fr- Sorcerer looks really, really fun in 5e. Oh, he, he didn't even get into some of the sick Sorcerer stuff that he can do. I bet, because it's the first time he's playing, but I'm sure he's going yes. to read his character and get through it. Even Razark is finding out things he can do. Uh, mm-hmm. today so <laughs> which is fun because he discovers new tricks as the adventure like progresses oh, was it on your stream that i calculated the amount of damage he could theoretically do in one turn uh i don't think so but i was just watching uh acquired l like right mm-hmm. between our <laughs> recording sessions and he yeah. elkraz was in the chat and said that it was like 82 the max amount of damage with the the actions he had it is more than that oh Really? Yeah, it's like 106 or something. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, basically he needs to something like, and this is with all nat 20s and max damage, right? Okay, okay. But so if he gets nat 20, damage. rolls max damage, divine smite, so double damage on all of those dice rolls, mm-hmm. does that twice, and then for bonus action has his like spiritual weapon up or something like that. I calculated because he only has a certain amount of high-level spell slots. So one has to be strong, one has to be lower, something like that. But okay. I, I added it up to it was over a hundred. Wow, that's a lot of damage. Which is insane. Like, but it's yeah, it's theoretically yeah. possible. It's extremely unlikely. We need a Phil Swift button for our adventure now. 
one of the few sound effects that we keep quoting, but we don't have in either of our streams. True, true. That's okay. It you take that's a hearts. lot of damage. Yeah, it, it's in our hearts. But you could take the that's a lot of damage, and I want the Michael Jordan stop. Get some help. <laughs> I love that one too so much. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so in other news, uh, now that you have no Baldur's Gate, are you still um, playing I Am Satsuna? I haven't just because I haven't been streaming and I want to play it on stream. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, as we record this, I might be playing tomorrow, which is the Sunday. Yay, Sunday I also might streams. not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking maybe Monday, but probably not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Sunday. We'll see. So you'll be able to know whether I did or not if you're listening to this uh, <laughs> at all, basically. <laughs> <On> Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing I've been doing though, I've continued watching some Marvel movies. Oh yes. Give me the rundown of what you watched this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to double check on discord just because I don't want to miss a movie, but, uh, what was it? Avengers was the last one we saw last yes. time I, we talked. I remember. So in the meantime, we saw Iron Man three and we saw Thor dark world. Oh, Iron Man three is not that good. It's actually pretty good i really like it yeah i thought iron man 3 was pretty awesome okay well it is awesome but in terms of story it's not the best and also gwyneth paltrow in 2020 is kind of kind of hard to watch to me for me i didn't love it but she plays the character well enough that i can look past the fact that there's a candle that smells like parts that it shouldn't (laughs) smell like goop lab (laughs) yeah Shout out. Yeah, shout um, out to Green. No, I, I really I really like that movie. I thought the PTSD stuff was really cool. I like the kid that works in the lab. I think he, he does a really good job and he's really funny. Mm-hmm. I thought Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. Yeah. A lot of people were really mad that he's like just an actor, but I thought he was so good in that movie and that he was funny enough that I like didn't care. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a pretty dope movie. And the the final fight, okay, I didn't love that part, but aside from that, like I've seen that movie twice now, and I I wouldn't be mad at the idea of seeing it again. I I enjoy it. I love the variety in costume, like Iron Man suits he had and stuff like that. I always thought that was like an untapped resource they had in the Marvel Mm -hmm. movies. They could have made so much stuff with the different machines in Iron Man. And then Mm -hmm. we finally get to see the, like, Tony Stark's creativity and the fact that he creates a bunch of suits. But then he just blows them up, and it's like, what? Come on. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even get to get to know them. <laughs> well, I, I like the fact that they justify him having so many suits, that his PTSD is keeping him up at night, and tinkering is like one of the only things that takes his mind off it. Mm-hmm. So that's why he has so many suits, is for the, like because of that. And I think that's pretty cool. And destroying them, I guess, is symbolic of him overcoming that. Yeah. Which, like, sense. I guess you don't just overcome PTSD, but in a movie you can. <laughs> yep. And then Thor Dark World. I remember that's Thor Thor 2, right? Yes. Yeah, that's unmemorable to me anyway. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't say terrible. It's better than Hulk by a very wide margin. <laughs> yeah. There's a story at least in that one. <laughs> yeah. Like there's some cool action in it. Um what I did notice is this that's the movie that they start to give Thor some comedy in. Like uh-huh. they just like there's a couple sprinkles of him being funny. Okay, good. Like there's one scene where like because the whole movie's in London, he gets uh, to a metro station, and he's like, "How do I get to here?" And it's like, "Oh, it's in two stops." He's like, "All right," 
And then he's just like standing on the train and this girl like accidentally bumps into him and like rubs his muscles a bit. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, humor in Thor movie. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it works. But uh, no, the rest of the story was uh, somewhat boring. Yep. Classic. But like, the cast is so stacked in those movies. It's crazy. You got like Anthony Hopkins, freaking Idris Elba in a supporting role. Like, I know. It's crazy. Unbelievable. But Idris Elba as that sword guy is so cool. <laughs> He's so good. The best line I... in the whole movie is like, I'm sorry, I have to report treason. The king's like, of who? He's like, of me. <laughs> that's like, that's like the, best, the best paladin. Yep. <laughs> that's another fun activity me and Maddie did while watching the movie because the movie wasn't that fun. We tried to determine who each of the Avengers would be if they were in D&D. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a good, uh, good little game. So we came up with some good ones. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you and see what you would come up with. Okay, let's go. So um, start with some easy ones. Uh, what, what about Hulk? Who would Hulk be? Hulk would be, like, I don't know, like a specific character or his class and race? His class. He would clearly be a barbarian. Well done. That's also what I think. Okay. Because um, that's when he gets about... his power, when he gets mad. Exactly. And barbarians are it makes so much mad. sense. That's what it is. Now, what about Doctor Strange? Ooh, I feel like Doctor Strange would be a multi-class monk wizard. Okay. Because he, he goes into that monastery to train, but it seems like yeah. it's almost half astral and half like wizardry. So I would associate a multi-class into that. All right. All right. I can see that. Maybe like... That's not what we came up with. I think I just went 25. sorcerer. Sorcerer would also work, I guess, but... Yeah. How would you like his? He doesn't get to travel through time and space without the monk training. So that I feel like that would be, yeah, part of his class. That's a good point. I like that. Good job. Um, Captain America. That's a fighter or a paladin. See, I came up with something that I think is pretty good. I went mostly with paladin because yeah. it works with the shield, protecting others, stuff like that. Mm hmm. But multi-class just a little bit into Bard because of his inspirational okay. speeches. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty silly, but I like it. <laughs> he does not play an instrument, still has two levels in Bard. <laughs> well, there is a college of eloquence for Bards, and you don't need to be a musician. You can just be a great storyteller, and you can still inspire people that way. Fair, fair, okay. So that's because oh, I'm a D&D really nerd that cool. I'm able to know that. Yeah. That's a really cool like specialization for Bard. That's nice. I mean, it's better than just the random horny bard stereotype that everyone makes fun of. Pretty much. Now, here's the trick one. Iron Man. And for me, it's really obvious. He's like a modern druid. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we didn't have any druids. <laughs> he would be the 2020 equivalent of like a, a tech druid. <laughs> well, do you know what an artificer is? Is that not like... Part wizard, part like technic technicalities and stuff like that. Basically, yeah. Yeah, that make that would make sense. So that's what we went with. Yeah, that, like they yeah. can make guns and stuff, and they like tool with things and can enhance abilities. So I thought Artificer for Iron Man was like yeah perfect, good equivalent. Because like there's a difference between the aid the the technology available depending on <laughs> mm -hmm. what what era of uh, of D and D you play. But yeah, that's right. Artificer would make a lot of sense. 
So yeah, that was uh, some of the stuff we did while watching the movie. And I thought it was a really fun way to pass the time because yeah. some of that movie is real slow moving. <laughs> what about Thor? What would you associate him with? Thor, I think we just ended up going with straight up fighter. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like he's got the, he the armor to wear it. He has this big hammer weapon. He just goes in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it makes sense. And... <laughs> I, I freaking love Marvel. I really do. Nice. Like, I'm watching these movies, and I'm just like, I love the characters so much. Yeah, I do too. Um, here, let's let's just keep talking about Marvel a little bit. Some of the other questions we asked are, uh, who do you think, like, the most powerful Avenger is? Isn't Vision like part of the Avengers? <laughs> I guess, but I wouldn't have him as the most powerful. Well, the most potential or, okay. Hulk is probably like the untapped one because we talked about it last week, I believe. And Yeah, well, he would he be the strongest, angry, I'd say. Yeah, okay, strongest. I'm not sure, honestly. Doctor Strange has a lot of potential, too. He could see it all. He's up there, but with the movies, it, it's Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, true, true. I forgot about her. I, I apologize. She's broken. <laughs> yeah, she's completely, she's the super saiyan of the bunch. You know, but, like, Thor is up there. Thor is strong. Because like, if you think about Infinity War, he came within inches of killing a full Infinity Stone Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like, Imagine. that is actually crazy. <laughs> it's like Soul Point Thanos. He's got four dragons. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's right there. No more Nexus Towers. I think, like, I think the strongest Avenger is Peter Dinklage as the Forge, Forge Master. <laughs> oh, honestly, though? <laughs> How great was Peter Dinklage's performance? <laughs> it's crazy how they cast a small person into a giant. I love that. I was like, I, yes. It was so good. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> no, I, listen, Thor, after Dark World, everything he does to me mm-hmm. is just the best. Oh, yeah, that's good. Like the Thor with the, the Hulk uh, planet was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that rock guy that speaks with a, hello, I'm, a small, I'm from New Zealand. That's Taika Waititi. He's the director of the movie. Oh, that's that's actually him. That's him. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, that adds a little bit of a, an extra. Like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> he actually took a role of a <laughs> trying to start a revolution. <laughs> Have some flies. In uh, less funny movie news, I watched Black Klansman by Spike Lee. Yeah. Uh, for with my girlfriend yesterday, and it is great. How it, oh, how freaking awesome is that movie? It's so like on point. And it's unfortunate because that story could be written in 2020 and still be the same story. And that made me sad inside. It's wild. Yeah. But it also made me hope that there can be change. But yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, oh my God, every actor was delicious. It was unbelievable. I really dug the, the, the whole thing. It wasn't too on the nose. It was like just enough, uh, explicit, uh, about the subjects it was talking about, but mm. it went just deep enough as well. And uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that movie. I would recommend it to anyone. It's a little now, graphic, but it's a yes. good social commentary. It's great social commentary. Now, I haven't seen the movie in quite some time, but if I'm not mistaken, they're screening a movie called Birth of a Nation, is what the white supremacists are watching. I believe so. I'm not sure what the so. title of the movie is. But I think it's something that already existed or that. Right. So that's a real movie. And when I did I film so. studies, they, yeah. they showed us parts of it just to kind of show. Because, like, that movie was a cinematic revolution. 
Okay. Like, well, even though the subject matter is literally white supremacy, like the techniques used in that movie are actually <laughs> oh quite revolutionary. <laughs> so they're not showing you like, hey, guys, watch this. Isn't it great? They're like, this is an important part of cinema history. Mm-hmm. But, but like, obviously, is... we don't endorse this. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane. It's kind of like the uh, the filmmaker, like the cinematographer of Adolf Hitler. Her name is uh, Lenny Reifenstahl. Okay. She is an incredible filmmaker, and she helped contribute to the rise of the Third Reich. Okay, because of... Because, like, all the German propaganda with, like, the camera angles and just, like, the cinematography was on point. Nice. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was pretty cool doing some film studies. Like, it's not useful, but you learn a lot of really interesting things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Birth of a Nation. It's literally just a movie about white supremacy. It is, it's unreal. It's so that scary. that was a thing. Like, yeah. yeah. That, I think that, unfortunately, still kind of is a thing. I think that's the most it, it unfortunate part of it. Yeah. But I saw at the end of the movie, he shows scenes from, like, 2017, the protests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it hits, doesn't it? It does hit, but then you think about today and how it escalated right. still, and it's like it, there's no solution in, in even in sight, and that's really yeah. really saddening. Um, but my point was that they showed image of the ancient like uh, big boss of the clan, which is played by mm-hmm. the guy that plays in that '70s show. I don't remember his name, but the the the, the main kid in that oh, '70s show. Oh, uh, yeah, Topher Grace. I think yeah, Topher Grace. He plays the the high chair of the Ku Klux Klan in a movie, and then you see footage yeah, yeah. of the real guy, and you're like, uh, uh, you feel like puking because that's a disgusting yeah. human, and you you realize he's still alive too, like how bro literally called the Grand Wizard. Like, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, how funny are you as an organization? Like, mm-hmm. that is so silly. Yeah. But a great movie. One of the like few great movies I've got to watch. Yeah, no, I, I, I highly, highly recommend it. And that's why when you said you were going to watch it, I was like, let's go. Because I yes. knew you'd love it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing we found out is uh, we looked at some Twitch analytics to see oh, how many yes. of our viewers overlap. <laughs> <laughs> we are the same person. <laughs> it's, it's a hair under 90%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone that goes to watch me goes to watch you pretty much. Well, and I mean... And everyone when that- you think of it objectively, it makes a whole lot of sense because I don't really stream, and when I do, it's D and D, and you do the pre D and D. So like, yeah, I bring you. Are just, you <laughs> I just bring, bring you the, the viewers. Like, Here. <laughs> it's fun, but I hype everyone in the yeah. chat. I'm like on my stream. I'm like, oh, I'm playing D and D at seven, guys. <laughs> now it's a great, it's a great collab we have going on. All like five of us. Yeah, I can't wait to develop an ego and like, oh man, I can go solo. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it is fun. No, what are you going to go we're solo? Like D&D solo? <laughs> are you going to podcast solo? Come on. Watch give, me. DM to chat. Give me a break. You need my questions once in a while. <laughs> I do. I, I, I'm much better bouncing off someone. I've said this a bunch, but it's so true. Like, basically, if I stream solo and, like, there's a dead chat, I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? Okay, wait, 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 no, I can't do this. Uh, end stream. <laughs> <laughs> I just go, well, this is what it is. But you have to, you can speak your thought process. But also, I love being in your chat and just saying stupid things because you're, like, we jive. We vibe. Mm-hmm. The jokes flow and the, the fun follows. No, it's good times. Um trying to think if there's anything else interesting going on this week but uh yeah we're pretty much both I'm in mostly a, dry 
in a routine, right? Like you work, get home, mm-hmm. you got that routine going D and D on Wednesdays, which is like a highlight of the week and, uh, yeah. things keep flowing. And then we wait until the Corona stops or something. <laughs> oh, people would friggin' stay home. Yeah, I know. Right. Apparently the big thing where we are is uh, sports teams are starting to get hit pretty hard by the big Rona. Oh yeah. That's unfortunate. Like, yeah, but the like, leagues well, have yeah. started One again. kid gets it and you're playing sports. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean in school? Uh, there's no school sports, but in their club sports. Yes. There's like some underground clubs that are just breaking <laughs> regulations. And it's like, are you serious? I mean, there's going to be a black market to anything that's prohibited. People are down to... Yeah, I know you know, but like it's so... People yeah, it's are so dense sometimes. It is. Oh, It's you like want... you do realize that it can end sooner... If all you do is literally nothing. Yo, but it's not going to happen to me, bro. I'm immune. Of course. That's what these people probably think. It's like, I'm immune to COVID. It's fine. It's not going to happen to me. Yeah. And then a bunch of people I hate to say it, but it's a, it's a lot of the young people that are like spreading it. And thank goodness they're not the ones who are going to get hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so the, it's if the, they isolate after getting it, like things will be fine for them. But it's everyone around them that has to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nonchalant uh, young adults <laughs> might be our so downfall. So the best you can do is try to spread the word and be like, guys, Wear just mask. stay home. It sucks. It does. Like, of course it does. It doesn't. But you just go on twitch.tv forward slash electro. It's going to be fine. There you go. That's all you got to do. It's going to be fine. We'll get through it, guys. <laughs> if you streamed more, people wouldn't go out as much. This is your fault. Oh, this is all my fault with my nine <laughs> viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, you want to hear um, about my week? I raked some leaves on Friday. Epic. It was like bittersweet because I was like, oh, I'm picking up stuff. And then if you look at the yard today, there's just as many leaves as there was when I started. That's right. <laughs> but there's yeah. four bags to the side of the garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. And another thing, it was really freaking hot yesterday on Friday. Um, it got it to was. like 25 degrees. And I think that all the water that was in the leaves had bugs in them or whatever. And so oh, when shit. I was raking, it woke up like a whole swarm. And so it was the oh most unpleasant gosh. experience of my life. <laughs> not quite, <laughs> not quite. I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> it was so unpleasant to rake the leaves because I had a swarm of bugs around me. <laughs> oh my but uh, I made it happen and uh, it, it could be worse. But next time I'll try to do it when it's a little colder out so that it doesn't wake up the bugs as much. <laughs> I think that's a good call. No, <laughs> uh, did I talk about my tire problems last week? Not on the pod, I believe. We spoke about it in, let's say, in private or off off the record. Yeah, we we, we talk off the record too, which is mind blowing. Imagine, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I uh, I realized that my basically new tire was uh, completely flat. Turns out there's a screw that went all the way through that thing. So I'm like, hey, you know what? It's getting Fuggers. colder out. Let me see if I can toss on my winters. I look at my winters. Two of them are flat. I'm like, holy crap. I got three bum tires out of eight. Wow. You're not lucky but, uh, with Thankfully, where I work, they have a little auto shop that can uh, kind of help me out a little bit. Oh, sweet. That's so nice. I got some tires plugged up. Turns out one of my rims was too rusted, and it was like rubbing up against something that was causing it to deflate. So no big deal. Going to get that fixed. And hopefully get ready for the winter that will be here shortly. I'm so like not looking forward to it. Uh, I don't mind it that much. But yeah, if we if we get to work from home and stuff, I feel like it could be okay. But 
it's the cold that gets gets to me. What I like about the winter is people won't go out as much. <laughs> Stay home. Like, you're gonna you're gonna have people gathering outdoors in the nice weather, but like it's kind of harder to gather indoors. So I don't. It'll go one of two ways. Either people are gonna just completely ignore the restrictions, or they're gonna kind of be forced into it. following them. Yeah. Are we? Are they gonna cancel Christmas on us? You think? Well, I mean, what's Christmas? You stay inside with your family. Like, yeah. But then you have to yeah. see a different households and stuff like that. Yeah, but my family's always been really spread out. So. Oh, you're fine. We've never had okay. we've never had big gatherings. It was always just me, parents, sister. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, it was always me, parents, sister, and brother, and then we'd go to uncle, grandfather, and a little bit more. Oh, of see, we can't do any of that. Around. I know. I'm so sad. My parents are in Washington. They couldn't even come up, like for yeah. the, the past six months. That's the only mm-hmm. like really saddening part of the COVID. They can't cross the border. Or they don't want to risk or take the month off because they have to come here, quarantine for two weeks, and then go back and quarantine again. Like that's mm-hmm. not really worth their their time. I mean, kids are probably worth your time depending on how much of a dedicated parent it is. But we'd rather just wait it out and then make it safe yeah, yeah. for them to come back, like, and not have to quarantine and stuff. But hopefully, the next I guess months will tell us how we can navigate this co- new, newly COVIDed world safely. Because mm-hmm. usually I, I either travel on Boxing Day or Maddie travels on Boxing Day, but this will be the first time in 10 years that that doesn't happen. Oof. Yeah, it's going to be a large oof. That's a big oof. <laughs> it's, a, it's a capital oof, like yeah. all the letters capitalized. Yep, yep. A few F, extra Fs in there to pay respects. Yep, in the it's chat. A, it sucks, man. But we'll, but we'll be online. We'll what be are we going to do? We're going to yeah. keep each other's boots tight and stuff, but only on Twitch and on, on Discord and stuff. Yeah. And thankfully, I got D&D. Oh, yes. Is it on Christmas? Do we have a D&D on Christmas special event? <laughs> oh, there's no way, right? Uh, no, it's on a Friday t- this year. But if everyone's here, if everyone's actually stuck in on the 23rd of December, it could be like a yeah. Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. We'll or maybe see. we we'll can see. do like a. Well, actually, you guys are very soon going to start hitting the winter portion of the story. So it's going to get a time with our real life weather. It makes sense. <laughs> and here, tell me what you think of this idea. Maybe, this isn't the type of thing that I should talk about on the pod, but as you can see by the intro, I don't care. Um, we talked about at one point having, uh, having the ladies on the pod. Yeah. What if we did that around Valentine's Day? Sounds, sounds like a, a no-brainer, to be honest. I feel like that's a pretty solid idea. I had that one a couple days ago, and I'm mentioning so I don't forget it. Yeah, I'll have time to prime my girlfriend for her to be ready. So I, I checked and it doesn't land on a Tuesday, but uh, it's okay. Doesn't matter. It can be like the pre-Valentine's Day. One. It could be yeah. It could be the the Valentine's Day week or something. It'll be close enough. That could be yeah. That could be good. So we don't like to get too far into booking guests, but maybe maybe we'll end up doing that, and maybe not. Don't hold me to it. Nah, it's it's a good idea. I think so. I think it's all right. We could leave it at that. So. Uh, any other important things to discuss this week? No, same old as I was saying, routine. Uh, I stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Hey, you know what? Let's toss it over to uh, my boy, Hell's Fallen. Bonjour, Mr. Hell's Fallen. Welcome to the pod. How are you doing today? Pretty, doing pretty good yourself. Uh, thanks for having me. 
Hey man, I'm good. I'm good. Um, this is cool because you're like the last bastion of our friend group on the pod, like the last remaining person who has yet to be invited. So it really feels like with you on, we're now coming full circle. Um, I mean, yeah, you've done Sam, done Mart. Of the streamers, maybe. Like, there's still potential with Bobby. But, uh... Listen, no one wants to hear... I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're not welcome in this podcast, Mr. Harsh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. At the end of the interview, I would be like, hey, Bobby, what do you have to promote? He's like, I don't know, go watch D&D. I don't stream, I got a kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, promote Huggies. They've saved my life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Once he has a stream, though, like... There yeah, exactly. Books. It's it's yeah. on its way, but mm-hmm. she needs this new computer. Mm-hmm. Get that riveting Xerath gameplay. Uh, Andre, this is your um, reminder within a podcast to come get your GPU to build yourself a decent computer. Like if you if you don't do it now, then I feel bad for you. I don't think he listens, but shout out to Andre. If you're listening. <laughs> Yeah, anyone listening to this, hop on any of our discords and harass the Bobby Tortilla and say, get your PC built. You're literally getting it offered to you for free. Yeah. yeah. He's got good friends. Loan, He's got yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's still like a borrowed PC, but we would still go uh, to make sure that he has a functioning gaming PC like you did. Actually, that's a great segue to you, Nick. We lo- like I love you personally. You're a great friend of mine. <laughs> and uh, you, you're the one that permits me to stream lately because I'm borrowing your CPU and your motherboard right now. Well, <laughs> you bought the motherboard from me, so that, that's now yours. Okay, um, your CPU then oh, is, is all it's yours. It's the CPU and the RAM. You have my RAM. Yep, because yeah. like, I don't have any DDR4. Or I didn't have yeah. any at hand, but yeah. I'm borrowing some of your uh, some of your chips and it's, it's it'd be fitting here person. if no one was using it, right? And that that CPU is brand new from Ryzen. Um, props to props to AMD for their actual customer service, which is excellent. Um, amazing, because that CPU yep. is what three years old now, the the first gen, and yep. uh, they sent me a brand spanking new one. Like, nice, done. Yeah, for those that didn't know, I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of did a goof, and AMD still um, repaired it on warranty. So thank you, AMD. But uh, broke... so wait, get into that. What was that goof? I need to know. Okay, so the goof was, um, and this is probably the stupidest upgrade I've ever done to a computer. Um, my whole concept was I wanted to replace the power supply. I wanted a bigger power supply for future upgrades. I didn't know that that upgrade would actually force re- forced me into getting upgrades because when I plugged it in, I was under the impression that this new uh, PSU, this new power supply from EVGA was a uh, G, it's a G, it's called the G3, the model, but I was convinced, like I was, you could not tell me otherwise that my previous GPU from EVGA Yes, you was know. a G2. I was like, it's a, it's a G2. And fr- from the manufacturer, the cables that come with the PSU, they're compatible between the G2 and the G3. I actually had a GS, which on the box is obvious when you look at it properly. It's a G and an S, duh. Um, but from memory, I thought, oh yeah, I have a G2, so it works. And I just swapped the PSU, and as soon as I plugged it in and pressed power, nothing happened. And 
after a while I figured out, oh no, I think I just fried something because it wouldn't boot. We got the computer to open, but we didn't get past, like, we, we couldn't get the post. So, um, no smoke came out, no nothing, but I had to change the CPU for something new because I was gonna, wasn't going to wait for the replacement. And I changed the motherboard as well just to be safe because I, 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 I spent three days deducing and detectiving and investigating the issue because I, I couldn't find anyone that had the same problem because no one's as dumb as I am and would pull something off like that. And uh, I actually had to compare the pinouts for the cables between the two models, which I found, thank you, Google. Um, and I could, I, I could see that the only difference was the CPU cable where they there's there's eight pins and in the first row it's voltage and then the second row is ground. But within the two cables, they were inverted. So I just shot voltage up a ground receptacle and that's what probably did it in. Um, Fried a CPU. But, but it's what kicked off my, um, I guess, uh, my ease of understanding computers. Because before that, this computer that I had now with its original parts, I had a friend that helped me build it. And um, like I understood what like what parts I needed, but I didn't understand like the, really the logic behind each individual component. And after kind of like researching my issue with what I had caused or what I had broken, uh, I spent more time kind of like tinkering around, opening it up, seeing what was inside, understanding like the the logic interaction between the components. And after that, I never was really anxious opening up my computer anymore because I was like, I know what to do, I know what to verify. And then I just started an upgrade spree that is, I, I've now replaced every single component of my computer besides the, like the original hard drive. <laughs> yeah, because we had someone on the podcast that buys two of every console and you do that for computer parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, great. I, I, I had bought this computer in 2017 for you know, going back to university, like after my first bachelor's. Um, and then I was like, well, I can do some upgrades. It, it was very good at the time, but now I had some more requirements with streaming, with uh, more video games and stuff. So, And having a job that pays well helped to kind of like, oh, I broke something. Oh, no. And I just go buy, buy something better. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It is a huge difference when you're a student to when you, you're, you have a full-time job. Oh, for sure. Like, I've told the, the stories of my Sunfire on the pod before, but, like, just driving a piece of junk and knowing there is not any relief coming anytime soon because my paychecks every two weeks are going to be, like, $600. Oh. Yeah. Then you get a real job, you're like, wait, I can make $200 a day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real jobs are kind of nice. Looking forward to it. The pay is yeah, the you've upside. Been looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. The hours, however, are the downside. I bet. Yeah, well, it's like it's the triangle of life, right? It's yeah. free time, finances, and what's the other one of the, the triangle? Apparently it's sleep, but like I don't do that much. Time. Or, no. Oh, well, I don't do any sleep. Oh, yeah, it's just like motivation, time, and money. And it's like when you have the time and the money to play games, you don't have the motivation, it's like too old. Anyways. Yeah, I, I'm tired. probably butchering it. I know yeah, exactly what you're idea. talking about, that little... Yeah. Between the phases of life, like when you're a kid, you have the time, you have the motivation, but you have no money. And then when you're an adult, mm -hmm. you have 
everything but the time. And at the end, you just don't have motivation or energy. Yeah. <laughs> Reflexes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by my skills at this point. <laughs> I play turn-based games only. <laughs> oh, for sure. But even Chrono Trigger and like I Am Setsuna, they're turn-based, but they're not. They're on a timer. I'm just like, oh, yeah. wait, hang on. Which ability do I want to do? And I'm like, oh, this is a children's game. Not as I bad. should not be struggling. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> So you you stream, right, Mr. Fallen? Uh, apparently. Um, I have a Twitch channel, and from what I can see, I'm affiliate. But my schedule for streaming is uh, wholly dependent on the mood to stream. Um, of course, there's the Wednesday nights where I can't, just because we have our D&D. Um, mm -hmm. And the rest of the week, I, I've, I've been doing... Tuesdays consistently, Tuesdays or Mondays consistently for the past few weeks after my kind of lapse of the summer. Um, but after that, it just I, I seem to have everything something every night where I'm just like not in a, in a mindset or an energy to stream because for me streaming is not so much as building up a community and like uh, you know kind of the the big time. I I, I kind of want to remain small and just have like a few viewers that are chatting. And right now it's mostly you guys, which is great. I totally appreciate it. But that to me, it's more fun. I just have like Sam pop on on League for a bit, and he's chatting with me during a game, or Nico, or you. Mm -hmm. And then it just it's like gaming, but with a friend nearby and just kind of like chatting. Um, if it's someone that I don't know, like like not one of our real life friends, that just a, a reviewer on Twitch, it's great. And it's but usually more usually happens when I'm playing a single player game, like not when I'm playing when I'm grinding League or. Um, modern warfare or anything like that because there's a sort of saturation of um, of streamers for those games. But like when I was playing Metro, it was great because like it was my first playthrough and then I had some guys that popped in and like, oh, I've played it through, you know, the hardest difficulty. I was like, dope. Like, what would you recommend for getting to this place or doing that? And it's like, just like, don't give me the answers, but like, give me a hint and I'll take it. And um, mm -hmm. it's just enjoyable. great for that. Because I, I, I couldn't see myself handling like a huge volume of viewers and just being like, I'm not that entertaining. I, I'm not that great at games. So it's like, I like having like more of that connection with the person, like just chatting about, you know, the game itself or whatever's happening around. And especially as my real life friends, it's, it's just more in depth with also our real life anecdotes and stuff like that. But um, I have been surprised by how I started streaming because I, I never expected to stream. I heard when Nico was streaming, <laughs> it was like, okay, that's really cool. I totally see him. When Mark started streaming, like, yeah, it's, he's he has the personality to stream, and for sure we see that in, in his success. Um, and for me, uh, I did it more out of like, okay, let's just give it a shot. Why not? Because um, I've always been more introverted and not very good at public speaking or speaking at all. I have a tendency to talk fast at some points, and I don't realize it. And so I'm not very easily understandable. It was much worse during high school for like the the oral presentations, which I absolutely hated because of it, and um, other stuff like that. So I never really saw myself in the limelight. I never really liked having the attention. Um, but after giving it a shot, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. I like this. I can get used to this. And uh, it took off for a bit here and there, but I it remains that my my most fun I have on stream is when, when the boys are just popping in. It's like, yo, what's up? How's it going? And just chatting quick. And even just a quick hi is great.
but like playing a game of Lee with someone talking to you the whole time that you know is like yeah this is this is fun because you feel it brings back the um couch co-op gaming that is now almost extinct <laughs> yeah exactly it's gone like i can't i can think of a few games but not much that you want to like call your friend over grab some beers and just like sit on the couch and play through right it's all online now couch gaming is like gone and it's it's not gone out of like no one wanting to play couch gaming it's just there's no games that are that accommodate it that well yeah like every once in a while there'll be a game that even online co-op is fun to play that way but it feels like they're never built with that in mind it's always just an afterthought yeah exactly i mean the odds of you having to call a friend over and like actually sit down the only a few situations where like that's super easy like if you're in university and you're in college dorms or you have a roommate that's great it's perfect otherwise like even and even right now with the 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 pandemic and everyone's at home and have to isolate that would never be able to happen like if someone wants to release a a couch co-op game now it's just no that's brother and sister done but like in the house outside the house there's no way uh but like the best like a lot of the fun I, I had was playing couch co-op with my roommate in university. We played this game, um, Lord of the Rings, War in the North. It was kind of like a, a third-person, not really RPG. It was very linear, but like you had your own loot and whatnot, like, and you upgraded your loot. And, mm-hmm. and you could play through the campaign and then start over at the start with all your stuff, but it got harder. But we played it so much that we reached the cap of how hard it could get. And then we just steamrolled through it, and then we stopped playing, which sucked. But like, <laughs> it's like we're just super steamroll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we maxed out the counter for how much gold you could have on your character. It clocked oh out at God. nine thousand, nine hundred thousand, nine nine and nine, like nine 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 nine. Like it, yeah, it couldn't yeah. go any higher. It was counting. It was still counting our our gold because if we bought something, it our our counter wouldn't, wouldn't move. But we maxed it out. <laughs> it was a fun game. It was it was very simple. Not you know. Not uh, triple A or anything like that, but just like waking up, um, you know, or uh, during during break or just like after uh, classes, sit on the couch and play video games. Same thing with Call of Duty Zombies, uh, the Halo series back uh, in the day. Like with Martin, yeah. um, I think I think he mentioned it during his podcast as well. But like we uh, we used to like play Halo Three hard on multiplayer back in the day and. Back when we, you know, do uh, play dates and going over to each other's house and just like mashing out video games all day, but uh, Halo Three that, that was great. That was made for couch co-op in, in a way. Even though it, Xbox Live came into effect back then, um, there was still a huge following. But I think like the the real golden era of like couch gaming was like when it was the early Xbox Live on on the old console, and like mm-hmm. through dorms and within all, each other's households and stuff like that must have been a time to to be alive and we, i was we were just like i got a dirty confession what's that my my first fps that i like actually played for more than a couple of minutes was call of duty black ops 3 no way wow black ops 3 yeah even i played like black ops 2 at least <laughs> i never that was my first call of duty ever so like i barely played any halo i'd like try it at a friend's place like that was the extent of it 
I would hold the controller, fire a few things. So now with shooters, it's like, well, no wonder I'm not very good at them. I have zero experience, and I'm like picking this game up in my mid twenties, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Black Ops Three is late in there, and I had some. I was playing with uh, Modern Warfare or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Modern Warfare. And, I was, and Sam was on, in the chat talking. He was like, "How are you like this good with FPSs?" And I kind of noticed that most of the games I played since I was young, and especially like the first games, they were all FPSs. And uh, the reason I, I don't really showcase my skill with those is that it, we mostly play like League and stuff like that. So maybe maybe Splitgate, but like I just have a natural affinity to Splitgate. The the, the, the shooters, right? Fun. It's very fun. Like I'm surprised I haven't played in a while. But um, I still can't believe how trash the community is, though. Yeah, <laughs> people are pretty it's toxic. So bad. It. <laughs> yeah, but you like there is zero moderation in that community. Well, yeah, but That's it's a small community. Get free games. So, I mean, if you think about it, in any community, the most, I guess, toxic players within them are the most die-hard devoted, or like they just become overzealous about the game and. If you have a small community, the only people that, that will keep playing the game are the almost overzealous because most casuals will just go to another game. So when you, which, right. you know, it's like a, a sieve where you kind of like filter out all this, the the casual stuff, and then with a small community, all you have is the hardcore, dedicated, and mostly toxic gamers. It's fun when we do the customs, though. I'll limit that. I do kind of miss the the customs with the boys. Yeah, those have become the custom ARAMs with the boys lately. <laughs> yeah. Which, granted, is an absolute blast. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Some game variety is never, like, it's never bad, but we're all pretty much hooked on getting some custom ARAMs in whenever everyone's online. It's fun. I mean, even when we five stack regular ARAMs and I can just guild free, absolutely sprint it down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Printing it down. I'm like and... eating, I'm Tom Kench, and I'm like purposely destroying our diamond player who can solo carry a game. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, here, you're under a tower now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Sprinting it down. It was the other day when play. it was mission get Nico a win. Oh yeah, that was yes. Tuesday. <laughs> you were in on that, right, uh, Mister Fallen? I, I was. I joined on the Arams. <laughs> that was tough. Oh, I joined in good. and just found Nico broken and. Disparaged by his loss of the game, like my MMR. Like, he's not. He's not going to tilt. Yeah, he's my, not going to tilt. But he was like borderline depressed. I yeah. was mentioning that I was slightly tilted, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Making jokes about it and being like, "Boy, I, I think verge. everyone can tilt, but his tolerance oh, for yeah. tilting is, you know, surhuman. It's just like well, I just recognize." <laughs> recognize it before it comes i'm like okay i'm getting frustrated i'm blaming like blaming others or starting to not look at my own mistakes and then you start playing badly well that's step one in like any situation is rec first recognizing the problem like any aa mm -hmm. will, meeting is like you have to recognize the problem all right any, any night of drinking like all right i've passed the point of i'll have a headache tomorrow i must now manage it and like drink water <laughs> eat food electrolytes and Usually it's not too bad next morning. I feel like you, Nick, that you have a different way of approaching that, though, because I feel like your your approach is more identify the problem and then to type about it in all chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> facts. That's facts. But in a way, I will never like start. I'll make some like little like flat ba bad flashes, but like nothing excessive. But when someone types in all chat and I can kind of pounce on that, if they give me an opening or if I can like react, then yeah, I'll go nuts. So I'm, I, I think I'm a reactive toxicity, not a a um aggressive or um yeah like not openly toxic yeah exactly like because <laughs> like, i could go a, a full night without saying anything pinging well pinging besides you know just like go here go there or whatever mm -hmm. um communication but some games i just have like I've, I've turned off all chat by the way now so that oh nice oh respect i i, I said you know Good what move. like it's true you guys have kind of pointed it out i i shouldn't i shouldn't have that on uh because of my tendencies but if, if if within the team some guy is just being um unpleasant if i can put a jab in there i'll i'll gratefully take it because i don't feel as bad i don't feel like i'm attacking someone i just feel like i'm you're being kind of a dick right now and kind of pointing it out and trying to be funny in the same way kind of like i'll try and not really diffuse it because i I'm, i am still reacting to this um but in some cases it has worked where it's like yeah whatever what the comeback is and then they're like okay fair and then it's like wow did i actually just diffuse a leak situation this never happens i've been told this is impossible <laughs> very rarely but like yeah to the fire <laughs> so yeah i do i do have a different approach to a league and its chat actually funny enough earlier i, I was playing a just a bot game just grinding some missions on the the event pass that i got and there was an ari that locked in and then called support and we're just like, okay, like that's whatever. It's a bot game. Sure. Why not? Builds like Guardian as the runes. And we're like, oh, okay. Okay. But like types support, you know, types that in the chat. Then halfway through the game, we just see someone in chat and they just go, so Ari's a bot, right? I look at the build. She's like, Owen six has, I think, stopwatch boots and like something random in use, like a health potion or something. And we're like, maybe... 20 minutes into the game and she ran top lane the whole time like never even explored bot lane I was like maybe it is a bot and that's the only time i talk about someone's performance in chat wow so you play bot games like, yeah. that have bots in your team or against you uh, it's both apparently but see normally <laughs> it's the ghost heal misfortune oh wow they just rush yeah, and it you down can it, listen, some of these bots are really good because it's just to get the accounts leveled up right yeah. so like yeah. they'll follow you so if you're bot lane with them and then you start going in the jungle, they're following you in the jungle. It's like, hmm. Well, it's, it's very interesting the way bot games operate. It's its own meta. <laughs> and actually, Nick, I found this out earlier. You apparently can't play Velkos in a bot game. What do you mean you can't play Velkos in a bot game? I, I, I tried to lock in Velkos. I'm typing it in the chat. I'm scrolling through. There's no Velkos. I was so confused. That can't be right. Hmm. Huh. I know. I'm like, is it spaghetti code? Like, wh what happened? Maybe it's so it's, random. Maybe it's tentacle and just code, no one right? noticed the past Perhaps few years. Void code. And like, because you won't play Velkaz in a bot game. Like, if you get Velkaz, because <laughs> I would. I love Velkaz. Well, with hundred and what, hundred and forty champs now, or hundred twenty-five, give or take. Too many. It's over hundred and forty. So okay. Many champs. Um, and if you start playing League, like. 
what are the odds you 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 open up the the, the spaghetti monster on bots? You won't know about him yet until you've reached the point of not yeah. playing bot games, and you just never notice. So it's possible that no one's ever noticed, and you've discovered an actual bug to riot. Yeah, and you get to report it. It's very it. possible. I, I'll get my own Velikov skin as the yeah, savior exactly. of the spaghetti monster. Exactly. Thanks to you. So you're basically the opposite of a COVID streamer, unlike everyone else we've had, right? Because in quarantine, you like didn't stream. I started streaming at the start of quarantine. Like I think I started really? in yeah. January. Like right when we came back from Sherbrooke with our 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 streamer streamer breakfast, and um. I started with, with that, but it took me a while to reach affiliate. That's what kind of slowed me down. But I think for like the, the two months in the summer, June, July, I dropped off drastically just out of, I don't know, COVID depression or just kind of like not feeling it. And um, kind of just did my own thing for a bit and just watched you guys stream. Um, I couldn't really tell you what really causes. It was nothing really in particular. It was just I dropped it, but... If it wasn't for the corona, I wouldn't have streamed as much in the beginning. That's for sure. Because it felt to me like you were very rarely live, and then you'd hop on and play like AC Origins or something like that. Then you'd play that for a bit. But aside from that, like it was always someone else that was live, and it was never you. And as soon as I came in, you were already affiliate. Yeah, well, I got affiliate in April, I'll say, because uh quarantine had started and i was kind of i, I always say was the followers i had gotten everything else but um mm -hmm. yeah uh and i started playing like the single player games and i never finished one yet i've, I've just kind of started them and, <laughs> and i haven't i'm still like halfway well probably not even halfway in origins i'm still i'm halfway in dishonored 2. i did finish metro exodus on stream however that i'll say okay, i did respect yeah props Yes. Because, yeah, Nikhil, you've never finished a game on stream, right? Yes, I finished. Well, I guess before this quarantine summer, not as much. I finished a lot of League games on stream, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I've played uh, The Evil Within 2 completely on stream in 2018. So that's, okay. that's documented. And uh, maybe not. The VODs probably don't exist anymore. But oh, yeah, I swear. Not anymore. I swear. Um, we totally believe you. But I don't think... I still have Chrono Trigger to finish. I still have Mario to finish. Yeah, I don't think I've finished a game recently, but I'm really bad at finishing games in general. <laughs> I haven't finished Divinity, but I want to. And then, but there's just there's so many new games that show up that you're like, but I want to try it. And anyways, it just becomes a cycle of uh, not finishing games. But I have the will to. It's just the time and the investment, I guess, is not there. <laughs> you're right. We need to watch you play another 50 league games where your elo does not change because it just ends up canceling each other out. Wow, okay. I see how it's it your is. boy Macho coming at you with the personal attacks. <laughs> I mean, I do get better on the long run because I have been climbing throughout like the season. And to remind you, the season ends uh November 9th. And as of that, I'll probably switch back to like trying to finish and catch up to the backlog. Oh, are you, are the you motivation serious? to rank? Yep, motivation to rank is gonna plummet <laughs> for me anyways. I'll wait till the new oh, items yeah. come out and stuff, and then we might just switch to normals, but Oh, I have a, no. I like, I'm going all in on rank until the end of the season, and then I'll hop back on to try and complete games and stuff like that on stream. Well, that's fair. So thank you for telling so, me. Because Nick, how welcome. hard are you gonna grind? Um, harder now because I was under the impression it was gonna be like at the end of November, early December. Like I 
feel like that's been like the date for season ending in the past few years, or I might be completely wrong. But yeah, I, I've the past few seasons I reached gold five, which is like not hard, but like you know, you land a touchdown and you reach gold, you get your real rewards. This year, however, mm-hmm. is the first year I've ever gotten demoted in silver and twice. And it's all the luck of getting like the right team. It's not even like the game itself is there's a lot of scuff games where you get an AFK, you get a disconnect, you get a I don't know, Smurf or something on the on the other team, just get completely demolished. And um I think it took me three game like uh, a lose streak of three games at near zero LP and I got demoted. I was like, really three games? That feels like not very forgiving for silver. Um but apparently there's a bit more mechanics behind the calculations and stuff like that. But I will be trying to reach at least gold five and I'll have to start getting on that this week because uh it's gold it's gold four by the way. They reduced the amount of true, ladder true. or whatever. So you see, I, I haven't reached gold yet. Is is what I'm I'm saying. <laughs> I have no idea. I have so much respect for the big league streamers because if you have to experience like AFKs and disconnects and stuff like that, mm-hmm. imagine the high elo streamers who wait like 15 minutes for a game, then they get in and someone locks in like zillion jungle or something. Yeah, that must be the worst feeling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're already playing tough games. Like you're against other masters, challengers, player like that level. And then you, it's 4v5, basically. Even worse, it's like 4v6, because the guy joins the other team. <laughs> yeah. At that point, you're just like a walking cash bag. Well, I'm surprised that there's not a better, like, built-in um, function for League. That, like, oh yeah, you had a person that just chose something completely inappropriate or unusual for its his position. And, like, instead of, like, maybe not, like, uh, giving, you know, Oh, a remake where you get like you can do a remake and you get you don't lose any any LP. Like oh, we'll just get, like take away five. We'll just take away ten. Instead, if you get an AFK, mm-hmm. and you know when they kind of like connect, disconnect, connect, disconnect, like back and forth, you can't do a yeah. remake on that. But you're no. still four v five, and you're taking that full twenty five LP hit, and you're just like, like really league? Like, could you not? So it, it'd be it'd be nice if they kind of like, hey, that's a good idea, right? If you're listening, please implement. Thank you. Which they are for, for sure. sure. Yeah, we have we have an extremely wide reach. That's all our Finnish listeners. Is all the riot people? They 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 clearly have an office in Finland. Right, Finland. Uh, yes, they're listening closely. Yep. Good. So aside from League, what are some other games that you enjoy? Like you, you talked about Halo a little bit, but what are the games that made you the man you are today? Um, Halo had a huge impact on me as a kid um, because I didn't have an Xbox when I grew up. My first console was the PlayStation 2. 2. And um, uh, I like my first games were like NHL 2001 and a game called SSX, which is like a snowboarding game, which I shredded throughout those, those two games. Like I played a lot on the PS2. But one day I went to Toronto to see my cousin and he had an Xbox and he had the first Halo 1. And watching that game and just like playing it for like five seconds, I was immediately hooked. And I had to get like an Xbox. Like I saved up money to buy myself an Xbox the, the year after. Um, it's like th- that game there just like had a huge impact on how 
I played video games because at first it was it, it's what really got me into video games because at first it was like yeah okay it's you know um NHL was like a fun game but it's nothing like really groundbreaking it mm-hmm. and it, it it didn't bring me inside and stuck to a TV like Halo did and um yeah that had a huge that and uh Warcraft 3 those were like the two games my cousin kind of like transferred to me and um Warcraft 3 was like an RTS and I had gotten it for Christmas one year, only to discover that the computer I had in my parents' house wasn't powerful enough to run it. So I had like these amazing computer games that I could not play, um, except when I went on a like a road trip with my with my mom or like along with my mom, and she had her work laptop, and I would install it on her work laptop, and then uninstall it when she, after after the weekend. So even then, I couldn't ever finish something because I my save was deleted half after the weekend. I didn't have time during the weekend. And from that day on, you swore never will hardware <laughs> limit me ever again. Possibly what like it, yeah, subconsciously <laughs> probably you never yeah it would make sense. Um, psychologists out there, can you confirm? Um, that's what sparked me to actually want to have my own computer when I was a kid. It's like yeah. you borrow games from friends, you install them on your computer, and it's like, nope, not enough graphics. And you're like, but why? And you don't understand because you're like 10 years old. <laughs> my enemy was, was DirectX. Like, DirectX, no. <laughs> the version I needed, could not install. And I I, yep. I remember as a kid, like I just discovered computers and stuff. And I'm like, what is this DirectX and why won't it work? And I just couldn't understand. And it was... So for about like cool. three years, I had like Warcraft three, uh, Age of Empires two. I, I really like the RTSs, um, be it like the, the newer turn-based ones, like uh, the Total War series, which I also very much like. But even like the classic Warcraft three, Age of Empires, Age of Mythology. Um, I didn't play the Red Alert uh, or Red Red. Is Red Alert Red Command and Conquer? That Command one, yeah. Conquer. Type of stuff. I didn't yeah. play those ones, but I still had like the RTSs, and I couldn't play them except on a few key weekends and then my parents would get pissed off at me because i'd spend the whole weekend just playing video games at my grandparents house i'm like <laughs> i only get a weekend every so often i'm gonna make the most of it so yeah um besides that for games um i did a shift at one point in my childhood that has impacted my life and my wallet to this day uh having grown up enjoying warcraft 3 i kind of came to love like the kind of universe of warcraft it's kind of like the story the lore and one day someone told me well why don't you play world of warcraft and i was like what there's a world of warcraft why didn't no one tell me about this and i think Mm -hmm. at that point i'd gotten a a computer that could run warcraft 3 and whatever else i got and uh, after that oof boy um i uh i took a gigantic nosedive into world of warcraft i've played i started playing at the very start of the second expansion so i missed the whole classic wow but i got to play recently this year thanks to classic wow um but yeah that game there uh just completely destroyed my high school life in terms of homework um i i, I used to, i remember in like fifth grade well um Second song was also like eleventh, uh, uh, eleventh grade. Um, I would at that point I was like raid leading and main tanking for, and which is a position for those that don't know that requires some amount of attention or else you, you kind of like screw it up for everyone else in, in your in your team. Uh, I was playing that incognito because I wasn't allowed to play video games during the week, 
So I'd be on with my headset on and, you know, doing homework. And then if my parents came barging in, I had to alt tab quickly to kind of like minimize my, my window and just pray that I just, I just didn't wipe the whole guild. And <laughs> like that kind of reaction time and like trying to like get through a conversation with my parents <laughs> as quickly as possible to get back to my game. Like, what can I say to get them out of my room faster? Um, I think some people have had that experience, just not with a video game, but with something a bit, bit more... Um, uh, taxes. We're talking taxes, about taxes. Yes, yeah. Doing their taxes. That's really private. And internet, so. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that game there, I, I played during the week, which was just a huge impact streamers. as well. Um, my parents had a rule that I couldn't play during the week, and I only got out of that rule at, in Sejep, because I was like, I'm in Sejep, your rules don't apply anymore. And they were like, okay, that's fair. So <laughs> my parents were always like, astounded how during the weekend all i would do is play video games because of course that's the only time i could play video games because during the week i'm not allowed right, right? so of course i had to get my my fix right i had to get my dopamine for the during the weekend and i still cheated during the week right like it's just like if right. if you kind of like restrict someone he's gonna find ways and he's it's just gonna be the, the, the situation far far worse um and i still play world of warcraft to this day i just got a new lease on it right now and like yeah i always kind of had like a kind of a cycle where i'd play for a bit and not and play and not but like i can only imagine the amount of hours i played that game plus it's a playing it's a paying game which is what kind of like throws people off and like makes people not want to play it it's like i have a, a subscription but like i can only imagine like how many hundreds of dollars i've put into the game over the shit how many years has it been like over 10 years and you've bought all the expansions too yeah, well, I, at the first expansion, like the first three, you have to buy each expansion to play at that expansion. But now if you just play, the, you just buy the latest one, and it it uh, it includes it all the back. the previous ones, which is which is good because now there's like eight expansions, which was that would be no one would want to pay like you know every expansion to to get it. But yeah, um, so yeah, besides League, wow, the RTSs and a lot of a lot of first persons, and then. A uh, big fan of like uh, single player games as well. One of the stuff like Assassin's Creed or Dishonored or The Witcher, and of course the upcoming Cyberpunk, which will be uh, I'm very excited for. Which what was my my kind of like tipping point on my decision to buy a new graphics card was was Cyberpunk. Um, so I'm happy I did, and happy I didn't with the new generation. I could have waited, but hey, there's no stock anywhere. So even if I had waited, no way. So. Yeah. You'll have a functional GPU like at all times anyways. If you wait for this generation yeah. to get either stocked up or anything, you'll still wait. Um if you wait till your card dies, you'll have like a four, 50 70 in 5 6 years or whatever and that'll still be like super poggers. So you're winning anyways even if the card itself is kind of like obsolete in terms of performance with the new product. Yeah. You still bought it and it still works. So Exactly. Might as well just push it. Cause you got what a 2080 super or something? I got I got a 2080 super. I was gonna get a 2070, and yeah. then I got like excited and just like splurge for the the next step up. And I have it's um, so tough with computer parts, right? Yeah, it's it's become my new thing. Um, because you're like, oh, for just a few more bucks, just a little extra, I can get that. And if I get that, ah, I can't have a CPU that's cheap, so I gotta spend just a little more. If exactly, I I, I kind of noticed this about myself a few years back. I like tinkering with my things to kind of make them my own. 
And when I have something that I can, I can upgrade on like, or customize, I get hooked on hard just with that aspect, even if it doesn't revolve around, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone that overclocks his computers or like does anything fancy with them. I like getting the parts, researching the parts, getting what, you know, the compatibilities, uh, optimizing as much as I can versus budget and then like building it, right? And um, I kind of do that with everything I own um on to various extents like on my car uh i would love to be able to have like the knowledge and tools required to like upgrade it and the, and the, the money as well because that's a very that's a much more expensive hobby but uh like even just like the aesthetics like i took some time to get um the car wrapped in like a few like only in the middle part so it kind of looks like it's black and white i don't i like it uh like getting new mud flaps which like nothing that really affects the performance of the car but just makes it feel my own and look as nice as i want it to be um hey mets-toi un muffler du civic 98 elle gros no no like yeah <laughs> no nothing like that but <laughs> please we so got no humor for y'all please no <laughs> but the other thing that i got hooked on was uh in high Crack. school <laughs> uh was paintball i discovered hard drugs when i was 12 <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, joke Paintball, aside. for paintball, real. Nice. Pa- I used to play, I, yeah, I started playing paintball like when I was 11 years old. My brother-in-law, um, he's been going out with my sister for, like, into, into, at least until I was, when I was like nine or so, and he's, they've been together since. Um, but yeah, he, he played paintball and he so brought like me three, out. three, four years? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> No, two hundred. Like years. three, four years. Three, four years. They, they, they have a, they have a child. They have a house, and they have another child coming. So they've, they've been a while for. They've been together for a while, but um, yeah, he took me out, and I got, I got hooked, and um, I, I, my first actual job that didn't feel like, like a, you know, your your first jobs as a kid are kind of like sometimes. Um, so my first job was a ski instructor. But that was only during like the right. winter, right? It's, it's very seasonal. It's only a limited yeah. time. I worked at Wallet for a little bit, um, but that was only for a few months until they just didn't have the hours to give me. And when I got my own car, which was when I got my car, was when I actually got liberated from Cantley because if you know Cantley, uh, there's no buses, there's no easy forms of communi- uh, of transportation to reach your friends. So having a license when you live in Cantley is like an absolute must and having a car just yeah it's pre- it's pretty rural for those unfamiliar with local geography here it's it's basically a 20 minute drive from anywhere you'd want to go yeah it's a minimum 20, 20 minute drive just to get into yeah no and even if, you, if i want to take my bike there's huge hills to get up and down like on your way down it's, it's not too bad but on your way home at night on your bike on the 307 it's tough uh it's a death wish like it's it's not a fun road and if you take the long way around which isn't as bad but still has some hills uh you're adding like on a at least another half hour 45 minutes um so anyway the point was my first job when i started playing paintball is like i played at a, i played at a paintball field in ottawa and at a certain point they're like hey do you want to work? You want a job? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm like, sure. I have a, I, I can drive myself here now. And it's like, it was a 40 minute drive to get there. But I, for those, those years in Sejep and late high school, I kind of like just breathed paintball. None of my friends played because it's, it's a, I think it's an expensive sport to get into and it's far away and it's annoying. 
but I played for quite a while, like uh, in the woods at, at, at the field or in some like events. And I actually played two years playing competitively as well in a league. And I was really happy I got that experience. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's called speedball. It's it's a bit more fast paced. It's five v fives. Um, if you think of like uh, Counter Strike, it's kind of the same thing where you have like you know, if you get shot, you're out for the round, but you have multiple rounds to go through. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to get as that one guy on your team touch a button on the, on the other side of the field, um, without getting any paint on them, so not getting shot, of course. And usually, it's you want to in- eliminate the, the whole team and then go for the button because that's the easiest way to do it, or you know, trying to rush it if you're if you think you're quick. But these are guns that are shooting at like. The minimum is 10 balls per second, so it shoots fast. You're spitting a lot of paint for nothing. But I got hooked. Like, my job was solely to finance my paintball. Like All my cash went back into paintball, where I would, I would buy guns, well, the paintball guns, uh, buy parts, and I would just tinker. And I would like disassemble, assemble, buy upgrades, um, take an old gun that someone was selling for like, 10 bucks repair it and sell it back for 50 like for like a long time that was like my thing i would just kind of tinker around that i would upgrade i would you know oh this is I, this is my main my main gun i wanted to make wanted to look cool so i got like you know aesthetic upgrades for it and stuff like that and um and this those two years competitive i was really happy to have because i never had like a team sport i always used to play um individual sports so i never had like a I think besides having a soccer team when you're a kid, but that, I don't know if that really counts. Um, no, everyone does that. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't have high school sports. I didn't have, you know, outside hockey leagues or soccer leagues. So I I feel like that was missing. And like something that everyone should try to do at least once in their life. It might not be for you, but um, it's hard to find a sport you like as well because most of the traditional team sports are like basketball, hockey, volleyball, and stuff like that. But uh, it was really fun just having that kind of like sports team where, you know, you're moving with your team, you're playing together and you're trying to, you know, improve together. And uh, it's a grind, but it's really worth it. And if you don't get the chance to play high school sports, not many, many people will have that chance in their life. And it prepares you for, for a lot of life's problems, like a teammate that just won't show up or is just slacking off or just won't commit as much as the rest of the team. It's uh, key skills for the modern work environment. <laughs> One thousand <laughs> percent. Yeah. It, it totally is. And it sucks too, because when it comes to high school sports, at least uh, I'm talking from experience when I say you got to pick a basketball team. And if you take more than 12 people, you're just creating arguments. Like even 12 people is a lot because they're all going to be fighting for playing time. Mm-hmm. And if you play people equally, well, then you're not really trying to win because there's no way that the 12th guy that got picked is as good as the first guy who got mm-hmm. picked. Exactly. So, it, and then for something like basketball, after the Raptors won, I, I had like 60 kids trying out for a team. So I'm like, well, wow. there's, there's no way you're all making it, right? Yeah. Like just number wise, look around. So a few people, like after the first tryout, they kind of cut themselves and they'd be like, okay, yeah, I kind of know where this is at. Like, I don't know how to shoot. And this guy is like dunking. So, <laughs> yeah. If it- but it sucks because they could still totally use these skills. So it's really important to find something in a team environment that's going to help you thrive. And even if it's not a sport, if you like join the debate team or the chess club or something like that, like chess might be a little individual, but yeah. even still just like joining a club, having activities with other people, like following a schedule, 
learning to deal with people that you don't like, stuff like that. Those are really important skills. And that's what high school is for. This is the secret that people don't know. High school is not about the subjects. The subjects don't matter. Like geography, like, I'm I'm sorry, I don't use geography on a daily basis. Like talking about igneous rocks, like, no, it's just not useful. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) But learning to deal with, exactly. Learning to deal with a course you don't like, still having to pass, still having to get a baseline of knowledge that even though it's not your wheelhouse, you just kind of have it in your back pocket and you're studying, but you don't get it, but you're still working towards, like, those are the skills you're trying to develop. And that's what you got out of paintball. Um, except you enjoyed that and you weren't learning about igneous or sedentary rocks. No, and it was costing me a lot of money, but I didn't, I didn't care. I was having a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's like at a certain point, yes, you can make a lot of money. And like, oh, yes, look, look how much money I'm saving. It's like, yes, the number keeps growing. But if you're earning money, there's probably a purpose for it. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting enjoyment out of life, then that's kind of the point, right? Exactly. Totally agree. So that being said, I still haven't bought Baldur's Gate 3. And- <laughs> you're, not, you're not enjoying life to its fullest, <laughs> It's okay. The more we wait, the less glitchy and buggy it is. Let's, like, let's rationalize it by waiting and by telling ourselves that. <laughs> well, here's the good news is that uh, you haven't gotten into DMing yet. <laughs> no. Because... <laughs> how expensive I, is that? I shouldn't tell you how much money I've had to spend on D&D. <laughs> Well, really? no, you chose to spend. Come on. <laughs> Come on here. You chose to spend all that money. We're just getting to benefit from it because you're great. Like only for D&D Beyond? Sure. <laughs> yeah, D&D Beyond is like paid content. We're using a lot of it too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like th- there's free stuff on D&D Beyond. Uh, actually, your character is fairly basic. Yeah. Most of the stuff you do would be available for free. But like uh, we have the video portion like... This is my Dane miniature, you know? Like, and I think you got your own miniature, yeah. but, like, I've got a bunch. Like, funny enough, the two I have on my desk right now are Rainer and Dane, which are your two characters. Hey. And then when I do it in person, I have DM screens. I got, listen, dice is its own addiction. Like, you've started, you've opened that Yeah, box. I have. Like, I'm, I'm already looking at those now. dice. I'm like, you guys would do it with, like, a second mm-hmm. pair just, mm-hmm. just for company. Just, you guys look so mm-hmm. lonely. I've got my own dice story, though. I've stopped buying dice because... Um, back when I was living at my parents, I think I was in Sijep, Kickstarter had just started, right? And so I uh, was on a mission to find some good Kickstarter. And then I found this dice company that made like a bunch of super nice looking dice. And I think I paid like a hundred bucks for a set or something like really, really custom, nice looking dice. I never got them. (laughs) Their order page was like scuffed or something. And I never actually ran uh to it that much but they they got way swamped and then they couldn't like keep up uh they couldn't furnish to the demand and i never got the dice anyways and then that kind of turned me off from buying dice or custom (laughs) dice for a little bit (laughs) but i got my one set and i'm fine with it but it's so much more fun to roll with people it is and actually, I, I was listening to a D&D Beyond developer update, and they are working on a feature where it'll be like a shared rolling screen. Oh, yes. That'd be cool. Did we not so talk that could about be a lot it? of fun. Did we not we talk did. about a feature like that being really cool for, for party gaming? Yeah, we, we weren't the only ones. That was a, no, apparently no, no, no. a pretty widely demanded feature. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I bet. But it, it seemed so like it shout was a out good to idea. Them. It was an intuitive totally. idea we got after playing a couple, uh, couple games and stuff, and I'm glad that it was already in the works. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
So oh, yeah, still have to adjust. Like, fun. I'm not going to demand players do that, but I think it would be cool if those who are using D and D Beyond, like, I, I can put a little scene on the screen so everyone can see it. And be I'll fun. be using it. I can, yeah, because I've been using D and D Beyond. I have my dice. But... Yeah, no, all D and D is it's it's improv and math, right? That's Pretty all it much. is. And then D and D Beyond and... takes the math part out, so it gets become... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> decision making and <laughs> improv. <laughs> so Nick, you're liking D and D, right? I am a lot. I uh, I didn't really, yeah. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. I didn't really expect that, to be honest. I wasn't sure what to make of it. I mean, with with board games, I usually have a good time. I, I used to love playing Risk, but no one would spend the time to play risk mm. so it was like a rare occasion kind of thing um Catan wasn't so bad when i had roommates because you're like hey welcome home Catan night or something like that but um i feel board games are still a very seldom maybe it's just my group of friends that we don't play board games that much it'd be cool if you did but uh dnd king of tokyo yeah exactly but even then we played you know here and there like every six months five months but uh the, the one thing that i i associated dnd with is like more the role playing and i think that's not the maybe not the part i enjoy the most of it um but i kind of discovered that it wasn't the only aspect of the game and i started figuring out understanding more the gameplay and i think understanding it made it, made it, it demystified my kind of like preconceptions to it and uh, i got to enjoy it much more because um yeah, like I said before, like I've never really been like a one a front stage person or very extroverted. So like the role playing and like really getting into it is not not a comfort zone for me. Um, but when it comes to, like the characters and like getting gear and stuff and loot, like I played freaking WoW for too many years, so it's definitely a point of interest for uh, for me. And like the D and D world, you just got a pretty cool axe. Didn't I just you? got an amazing axe, and I'm really <laughs> looking forward to using it. Like, it would be a tease if you like, like, oh well, guess what, guys? No more giants for this the campaign, and I just have like, this amazing axe just sitting <laughs> in the bag. Like, well, I guess we'll hang it on the wall or something. Like, what would we do with it now? But uh, that is not the case. Yeah, kinda, nah, we'll fight. I, I feel like there's a, a theme to this adventure, so I'm looking forward to to, to Wednesday night to be able to smack it out. Uh, I may have to rebuild. Finally, I've lowered your AC. Yeah, actually, you are. You're taking three points away for, because of my shield. Three. Is it? Is it three or two? Should be two for the shield. Might be two. But that's only. only you can when take three away. Sword. Yeah, exactly. So. Axe, I'm sorry. And I can like unequip it and reequip it on on during a fight, I assume. Yeah. So. If we're against giants, of course, I'm gonna whip it out. Um, otherwise. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah. I, and it's not like those giants are going to sneak up on you. No, exactly. And <laughs> You see them coming. And I think it does very decent damage, even if it's not giants. So I might just whip yeah, it out. It, it's still a great axe. Well, actually, it's a great axe plus one. Yeah. So. And, but I don't think I have any... Um, well, not proficiencies, but anything that was built around two-handed um, fighting. I've kind of like been centered around like the one-hander and shield kind of build. So I might mm. have to rethink that but uh yeah i've been loving dnd it's been uh it's been fun it's been very fun i really i really hope we get to play an actually in-person game though yeah yeah it, it, it's so much cooler in person harder for me but so much cooler 
But that's what I was going to mention. The situation doesn't lead to playing board games recently. We should all get like Tabletop Simulator and we could get some board games going in the... In like everyone in our uh, our living rooms. But uh, I would be down to make some board games happen, Nick, if ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm... In the future, I like discovering new games. And I can't finish video games, so maybe we can finish board games. <laughs> <in the night>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video games... Uh... Finishing a video game has been harder and harder as the years go by, but I blame the video games themselves because when you're a kid, <laughs> when you're a kid, you have the time and motivation to run through a game, but also they That's weren't so, cool. so... Now a game is like, how many hours is it? Like, you know, you're buying a game for like the, 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 the content and they stretch it out so much. Like, even the Assassin's Creed Origins I'm playing, I can't finish it because the last two times I played it, I've been solely focused on knocking out side quests. And maybe that's my own fault as well. I'm a completionist. Um, not not like a perfect completionist. Like, I won't actually dedicate myself to get like 100% everywhere, but like I'll try and knock out at least like the, the side quest or all the unlocks or something. So like, like I'll, I'll try and complete something. But And also because there's just so many games now. Like I'm still playing games I used to play 10 years ago. And since those 10 years, there are so many games that got released, and they're just getting longer and longer. Just like, it's, it's impossible to catch up. Like, I, I'm amazed I finished Witcher 3. It's one of the few games I've finished recently. Doom. Doom was an amazing game because you play it, it's not going to be a thousand hours, and you'll still have a lot of fun because it's just the action of it. So I, I think recently I've been trying to find those kind of games where you're playing through a campaign, like a Halo game. A Halo game, you play through the campaign. Mm. There's no side quest. There's no exploration, but it's still a very satisfying game. Uh, the Call of Duties. I've been enjoying just playing the freaking campaigns on Call of Duty. Like, screw multiplayer. Just give me, the, give me a campaign to play through. I know it won't take me more than a weekend or a week, but I'll thoroughly enjoy it. But all these other games I have, like Assassin's Creed Origins, that I've... I can't, I can't even tell where I'm at now in that. Um, there's just so much. <laughs> like it's a beautiful game. It's it's like oh, it's a gorgeous game. I got the RTX on, which like wow, it's the big wow factor. But it's like fuck, this thing is big. Like damn, you gotta put the hours in. Yeah. So uh, breaking news: I uh, had Tabletop Simulator on my wish list, and uh, it was on sale. So I just got a four pack, boys. So we can get some board games. Ooh, that's very nice. For real. Wow. Yo, you just announced that real quick on a podcast? What the heck, bro? Yep. You gave him oh the God. idea. And uh, as you listen to this, it is several days later. <laughs> <laughs> All the keys are gone. Don't ask for any. Fourth one's probably going to Maddie. <laughs> That's, that makes sense. Oh, wow. But, uh, we can talk to the other guys and see if they want to get in on it. Because And, and here's why I decided to go ahead with the four-pack. I saw that in there, they list poker as one of the oh, games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to get into oh. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. That oh, sounds like something that would be quite fun. Because poker like has five been gift, five gifted sub uh, <laughs> paying. Oh, now we're talking. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like fun like now. Bit, bits by him, poker. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Poker has that been like be one yeah, consistent game that's brought us actually together in person the most in the past few years. Besides holidays, poker is like right behind that. For like, oh, we're all in town. Let's just just play poker and get together for that 
Yeah, I, I love playing poker. I wouldn't say I'm great at it. Oh, no. Because, honestly, I am one of the unluckiest people when it comes to poker. I get beat on the river every time when I have a sick hand. The worst one was at high school. And we all went to the same high school in different years. And uh, they, they were pretty strict, right? Like, you couldn't get away with a lot of stuff. At least back in my day, showing my boomerness. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to just play poker. We weren't actually betting money. We just wanted to play poker because the game itself is really friggin' fun. Yeah. So we'd have, like, literally Monopoly money. And they're like, you can't do that. Like, really? Like, really? Like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> so instead, here's, here's the big brainness in me and my friend group. This is how absolutely cool and popular we were. We had two sets of cards. One of them acted as the chips. <laughs> so all they saw on the table was cards. We'd be playing with one set. We're betting the other set. Wow. And there's this one hand where I got pocket twos. And on the turn, a two hits. And the Who? rest of the, like, Who? the flop was nothing, right? It was useless. I knew that I had the best hand, for sure. And no one suspected that it would have had pocket twos. On the freaking river, a three pops up. And the guy, the only guy that went all in with me had pocket threes. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Why would you even call all in with pocket threes? Like, that is literally worse than anything that can be. Like, why would you even call that? But he still won. I was like, this is the worst day of my life. Well, it's such wow. so unlucky. At part of the fun last though. Last time we played, yeah, last time we played, I it think is. our friend Gab, yeah. uh, <laughs> to Karkaji, I think he had pocket aces and he got beat by a four eight hand. Yeah. Like four of a kind. Ooh. Yeah. On the river. He was sure to take the hand and take the cake, and then the boy flips his card and he's got two eights, and then there's two eights on the anyways. It was a like, real four like, of a kind is savage. Super I've never unlucky. Even seen yeah. one. Exactly. But yeah, it was a super unlucky for uh, for Gab. I'm I'm super thankful <laughs> for our, our very unlucky <laughs> but very willing friends like Gab and Max because I, Gab was last time where he lost twice the same night and he bought back in for the cutoff. He was like, mm -hmm. I can't believe I just lost. <laughs> I, I just lost because of dumb luck. I'm I'm getting back in here. I'll win it back, right? And uh, like yeah. bought, buys in twice and and he just got taken out twice because of sheer dumb luck at the end. And before that was Max, where he just had these amazing hands, and then someone had like slightly better from for some reason, just like beat him out, and like <laughs> I'm buying back in. This is not over, and yeah, shout out to Max Tangilaflesh. Uh, he doesn't stream, but he's he's a friend. He won't listen to this, but he won't. Shout he out. might. He might. You never know. Shout out to him anyways. Yeah. He might. I would hope so, but he does this a podcast, so hey, we gotta promote it. Yeah. Yeah, gotta promote it. But uh, yeah, poker would be amazing. Yeah, so tabletop simulator shout out. We'll uh, we'll have to try it out sometime soon. See how it works. Maybe after the recording? Question Ooh. mark. Most likely, maybe. Don't don't think it's a big install. So maybe we'll get that going. Maybe that'll be some good stream content too. For sure, for sure, it has to be. Who yeah. knows? I'm sure it could be. I just bought a game Definitely. recently. Uh, Ticket uh, to Ride. I played out. I, my boss at work showed me. Uh, the game because we used to, we were we were cool. We used to play uh, board games at lunch in a government office. It was amazing. That's that's where I got King of Tokyo mm -hmm. is from playing at lunch with my colleagues at work with my boss. Like my supervisor was like, bring it in. I was like, yeah, guys, let's play for an hour and make tons of noise right next to the director's office. And like, for those that don't work in government, it, it's not as impactful. But if you work in government and you're making a huge amount of noise at lunchtime next to your DG's office, it's it's a huge deal. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just I have a new I have a new game is what I'm saying. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to trying it out with you guys. See, one I would love to play with you guys, and it's simple. It would be tougher to do on stream. But I, I would love to, and I, I think that uh, Mart Hell's Phoenix would be really good at this too. Is this game called Snake Oil? Never heard of it. And I think it's out of production, but like I got it, I got the expansion, and I freaking love it. Basically what it is, is you have a group of people, and each person takes a turn being the purchaser. So you'll pick a card and it has a job on it. Or it could be like billionaire, cheerleader high school athlete, teacher, police officer, stuff like that. So that's basically the profession they're going to be. Everyone else has to take a turn trying to sell them a product. Now, you have six cards in your hand, and on each of those cards, there's a noun. So it could be stuff like laser, it could be stuff like hope, like things like that. And you have to combine two of them to make an item. Now, with such limited selection, some of the items are completely ridiculous. And your goal is to basically work on your improv skills and sell a ridiculous product. And then whoever's the purchaser just picks which one they like the most or made them laugh the most or whatever. They get a point and it just keeps going. There's no really winning. It's not a competitive game, but it's so friggin' funny. Like, for example, <laughs> um, there was one time I was playing with some of my friends and my buddy Dom, who I mention on the pod all the time, were selling something to a prison guard. And he's like, okay, you know what? With a job this difficult, here's what you need. You need a hope chain. And everyone's like, okay, we know where this is going, right? You have a tough job. It's pretty depressing. Then you put on the chain. It fills you with hope. And he says, you know, every once in a while, you'll get a really unruly prisoner. And they just start to act up. And they get kind of out of hand. Well, what you do is you put the hope chain on them. And it drains them of all the hope they have left. So then they <laughs> calm right down. <laughs> I didn't it expect that. Absolutely still. I didn't expect that's that. That's a good one. No. The other really funny one is uh, my lovely girlfriend, Maddie, who isn't the type to outwardly make people laugh, but every once in a while she has actual gold. And she comes up with something that she was selling to a dictator. And she's like, you, what you need is a work beach. So you'll get this family and they think that you're being nice and they have a great day out at the family. And then all of a sudden, nope, they're at the beach working, making T-shirts. <laughs> We're and it slayed me. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, we're gonna go to the beach. Oh, we're working again for the dictator. Wow, amazing. I feel like you guys would have a good time. Oh, with that for sure. One. Yeah, I think we it, should. It feels like a also... a more developed game of like against cards against humanity or something like that. Where it's in the same yeah. vein, but really, it, you can get a lot more creative. Exactly, it. it's more developed. Where you're not just trying to go for dumb laughs. With your bunch of uh, yeah. inebriated mm. friends, it's just it's actually trying to make cards against humanity is an inside joke simulator. That as well, yeah. Like you Pretty get much, the yeah. most, you get the most laughs, and that's what people are gonna reply on. Even if your your reply is genius yeah. and it's not funny to them, then you're not gonna get the point. So it's very biased, but it is what it is. You have to know your audience. You that's can't right. play with like random so, people. So, for example, well, you always have to know your audience. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, if someone's trying to sell me an Emerald Palace in Snake Oil, they win, you know? <laughs> they, they just win. Yep. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> so that would be other... Some, some, that would be some really good stream content, actually, if we can ever, like, film a group session of us playing together. That could be good, yeah. For sure. That could be good. For sure. 
Now, winding down here, I'm going to hit you with the toughie. And if you listen to the pod, you know that this is coming. Uh, what hasn't come up in this interview that you think would be an interesting fact about you to share with all the lovely listeners out there? Interesting fact about me? I mean... Yeah, this silence gives me life. <laughs> <laughs> um, even stepping into the podcast. Like, you know, am I that interesting to, 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 to share things with you? Like, that, that would be interesting to listen to. And I wasn't sure. So what is interesting about me is that um, we've established yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. There has to be wow. more that interesting human. I feel like I should have anticipated <laughs> this question and had some, I had an answer prepared. For sure. I, I, For right sure. now, I feel like I'm at an interview and, I, and the one question I should have expected just got slapped on me and I'm right. just dumbfounded with like the dumbest answer or like, uh, well, uh, 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 I don't know. The good thing is, there's no job at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the good news. Oh, God, that's the good. I hate interviews. Um, that's not a fun fact. Um, I don't know. I guess that I, though, I guess a I'm a, a fun fact in, in that, that, that stands out amongst my group of friends. Uh, I'm a bit more um, manual labor uh, comfortable. Where I, I have a house, so I'm, I'm 26 years old, and I bought my first house at 24 years old and uh scrub yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> i'm getting that's super impressive yeah but it's it's really the fact that i was i've had apartments uh with like some friends so i had my my first apartment with with uh kai um who he, uh, nico knows but you haven't met he's different kai by the way not the other yes, one that's yes, like yes. keg in the part of this is this is this is kg um <laughs> Also, my brother-in-law, but that's another funny story. Um, but uh, what was I saying? What was I with this? Yes, and then I had an apartment with him again uh, with both our girlfriends, who are also sisters. So that's kind of the, the story, the funny story. Um, our girlfriends being sisters. So like two brothers, two sisters. That, no, no, that's his that friend. A... Yeah. His friend Kai. Oh, is... so he's my brother-in-law okay, technically because our girlfriends are sisters. With and yeah, anyway. Um, I got you. I but got you. the one thing that I had every time I had an apartment, I'd have this um, urge to like fix it up, even though it's not my own property, or like try to improve it. So I'm like spending money, you know, improving an apartment that I'll have absolutely no return on. Like my my, my apartment in Sherpa, I got on my own. I had I had my own flat at one point, and um, I we I, I spent like a, an entire weekend just painting it instead of just keeping the bare white walls, just because I needed to have something that's, that's, that was comfortable to me. Um, our last mm. apartment, I actually spent like a whole afternoon digging up the paving stones and replacing them properly because it was just annoying me. So like, I have this urge to like, kind of make my environment to my liking. And some projects are, are, are daunting, and I have no idea what to even start with. Like, um, you know, making like, a, like an actual renovation addition, but like some stuff I'm comfortable with because my dad has always been very, um, I guess uh, he's been he's handy he, as you say. Um, you know, mm -hmm. with like how to how to maintain a house, and he's always been like, "Yo, you live here too. Like, do your do your part." So I I had to I was forced to learn you know how to even you know cut the lawn or you know fix this or install that or build this like um like right even right now we're building um a carport for my house which is um fun in, in a way because i get to spend time with my dad and we're doing like something that's like that together and it's 
at the same time, I'm learning like how to even just build a freaking cardboard. Like I've never worked with concrete before. So it's like, okay, I got to dig this a certain depth because of frost and you got to do this and that. Um, and I think it's a fun fact in a way that not many people our age are as comfortable with like what to do with maintaining a property. Like even just maintaining, like just flat out, like making sure this structure does not become more decrepit when you leave. Very mm -hmm. basic stuff, like just clean the shit and like, clean up some stuff it's not you know patch a hole or you know fix this anyway it's yeah. funny too because i i used to work for a maintenance company and we we did gutters and you know what the best tool to clean gutters was it was by far the best tool we had in our arsenal a leaf lower swear no one will ever guess no spatula really straight up to clean all the gunk and all the like the, the roofing the like the yeah sh yeah the the, the 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 shingles Shingles. I was like, shillings. Yeah. A few shillings, like, laddie, by the ale. Yeah, that would get stuck in the gutters and it would be all caked in. And we had this spatula that was just the perfect size and it fit in like 99% of the gutters perfectly. Just scoop it up, put it in a bucket, done and dusted. It was the best. But like, who would think of getting a spatula to clean the gutters, right? It's not I wouldn't have. But my buddy that I worked for is smart like that. But now that you say it, some of our, some of our listeners here, they'll be like, okay spatula gutters all right you've just given me very valuable information because i cleaned my gutters like a few <laughs> months back and it was a pain in the ass yes sir so like yes sir. i'm taking away from this like amazing maybe i have an old spatula that will fit and clean that gunk because there is a gunk in the gutters that unless you've cleaned mm -hmm. gutters you don't know even exists but like as soon as you have a house Correct. you have to clean that stuff out because if you let it build up it's gonna you're gonna have a bad time like it's it's and like I'm giving away all my buddy's trade secrets, but to clean windows, he's like, yeah, no, I tried the expensive stuff, all the like Windex and whatever. Mm -mm, no, sunlight dish soap specifically, none of that Dawn stuff. Sunlight, a little bit of vinegar, lukewarm water. Like he had all the proportions and everything measured perfectly. Secret and recipe, it's like, don't reveal it. Come on. <laughs> it, and it, it, the thing is, I couldn't even replicate it. Like I had to watch him do it to know because he had this like motion that was like just the right amount of soap, and it's like <laughs> he had everything down perfect. Wow like brilliant and it worked it worked i mean if you think about it like any like, windex or product is just a combination of any of chemicals of that, these three ingredients and yeah they're, ju they're just like sure. mixes of proper proportions of something that you could probably do yourself if you had access to and some are very simple like windex with sunlight and vinegar it's stuff that we you have in the household some are more complicated mm -hmm. of course where you do need to go to a provider. I, I could never replicate like you know thermal paste for computers there's just there's just no way like i'm not doing right. that at home. um but yeah well, the other thing them. you can't replicate is my buddy's squeegee technique literally perfect well everything was down point like you'd get all the corners one swift yeah. motion microfiber wipe it down guy's a beast he's got the squeegee genetics holy crap Hell. well dude you did your your triplex uh, he did <laughs> did you go to, uh, and he crushed it did you do a good job yeah, he did yeah did a good job impressed would recommend <laughs> and uh, actually before i forget there's one other thing i wanted to talk about that i thought of earlier that would have been a good segue but when you talked about you, you like to customize all of your things to kind of make them yeah. yours uh tell me about your tattoos man yeah sure. i that's actually fair as well that's the other thing that I, that i that stands out with my uh with my being compared to my friends is i think i have the most tattoos in all my friends 
Um, but yeah, it's just another part of it. I'm at zero. So like I have four. We are on camera right here. So I have this one that I just got done. I just got colored recently. All right. But um. So that is Zillion from League of Legends. Uh, <laughs> it's Volley it Bear. <laughs> it's a bear in Neotrad style, I yes, guess. Yes, I, I, yeah. So Neotrad is one of the styles I, I really like. I have a few styles. Um, one I couldn't even name. It's on my foot and on the back of my calf, which is like a sketchy style. It's an artist I uh, had in Ottawa. I, it's like, you know, a run-of-mill tattoo shop where like, okay, this guy does solid work, has good reviews, isn't, you know, has the flexibility in styles. And I had my first few tattoos done by him. And at a certain point, he said, you know what? I'm going to open up my own studio and only tattoo in my own style, which is like absolutely, I haven't seen anything even compared to it so far. And um, it's like a very sketchy of like, it's not a perfect image, but it's, it has its own kind of like uniqueness with the use of lines and the thickness of the lines. Anyway, I, I, it's a very visual medium to, um, transmit to people so expanding it makes absolutely mm -hmm. no no impact of uh, for our viewers but if you're listening to this screaming him on the discord to post i can <laughs> i can one of them is on my, on my feet so ask for feet pics i'll give you feet pics let's go <laughs> only feet.com so someone's been asking me for feet pics i think i think it's been you or someone's been asking me for okay it is you um but yeah so i got into tattooing like 2014 was my first tattoo, and ever since I've been getting more and more and more. But yeah, it, it it's completely in line to the, the the fact that I need to kind of customize freaking everything. My laptop has stickers on it. Uh, my cars mm. and like it, you it, you can in a row of similar cars you can point it out because it stands out as not being the same as the rest. And which is funny because I I never want to stand out, but I like having my own customization for everything so it's kind of like a, a paradox but um yeah i've now <laughs> eight tattoos i think i i think you know items like wait one two three four five Counting stream, six cool. no i have seven i apologize i have seven seven ah uh, seven, uh, seven 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 uh, yeah yeah that's pretty good yeah but um might slow down because this last one has been very expensive. Um, well, <laughs> expense-wise, this one is now my most expensive, but also like my biggest one and most detailed, I would say. So it's I think it's it's earned its place as my favorite so far. Um, before that, it was one, the one on my foot, which I can show you guys, but our viewers will have to ask for feet pics, mm. which is uh, it's an inukshuk in the style, but also has some mm. color. And um, I don't know why like, I, I like having this foot tattoo. I just I look at my foot and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool foot right there. Not in a weird kinky way. It's just like, that's a cool foot. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just... That's a new sentence. Yeah. That's a cool foot. It's a cool foot. There, not in a kinky way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, that is also a very unique fact. So yeah, hook you up. I, I, I bring you guys down, but then I build you up towards the end. Yes, thank you. Uh, do you got anything to plug on the way out? Um, if you want to come check out my Twitch, sure. But um, there are more interesting people to watch. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I but guess. if you want some actual good content, come and watch our D and D streams on Wednesday nights because that's where the the real magic happens. And uh, no, or thanks for having me on. I hope uh, I was a an amicable guest.
to have on or uh definitely absolutely you inspired me to buy games so that we could play together and get to know you yeah, even that's, more. Yeah, that's a and huge positive from this, for? so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> more video games. That's your payment. <laughs> that's positive. I'll take it. <laughs> we were going to give them 100% of the profits, but instead I'm going to keep them. Yep. All for myself. You can have them. <laughs> Big profit. Dude, that, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. That's going to do it for yet another episode of the Emerald Palace, the final single-digit episode. The one and only. There's only nine of those. They're limited edition. Go listen before we get to ten. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Now, now, now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a wrap, man. Yeah, our first bad episode, we have to say it. <laughs> Don't say that every <laughs> outro. Maybe, but maybe it's just become like a thing now that I have to do, you know? At, yeah, I guess at this point, if people have listened to this point of the podcast, they could make their own uh, opinions about it, if it's good <laughs> or not. <laughs> I was very happy, very much enjoyed having Hell's Fallen on here. And uh, yeah, yeah, we got, uh, got some good talking. He, he got very comfortable, very open, real fast. I really enjoyed it. It's almost like you guys have known each other for, for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> almost like i'm part of that gang with hell's phoenix hell's fallen fate yeah. 7799 shout out shout out shout out to all of you beautiful people yeah and i just uh i just sit back and enjoy the content because uh, i've never even met a single one of y'all except for you <laughs> not in person anyways <laughs> and i haven't seen you physically in years yeah that's that's really <laughs> crazy <laughs> or internet uh, buddies big rona the big, big rona. rona big big rona <laughs> Anything uh, anything important to plug this week? We kind of went over in the intro. You don't have anything aside from your normal routine, do you? No, normal routine. I'm live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays on Twitch. Trying to play some video games. Still ranking up at League till November 9th. And then uh, we'll finish up the games, the single-player games. We talked about that in the actual podcast, too. Mm-hmm. As for myself, it's kind of more of the same. I, uh, I don't really do league if it's not ARAMs or like custom ARAMs or sometimes a normal five stack. So mm-hmm. probably won't That's be doing good. as much of that. I don't even know what I'm going to be streaming, honestly. I've kind of been feeling the music streams, though. Yeah, your music streams are always great. You know that. And uh, well, I forgot you. something. It's like a super small tidbit. But this weekend is the league uh, semifinals tournament. And I've been watching that. It's been pretty impressive. I'm looking forward to the finals on next week on Saturday, I believe. And uh, that's been my motivation to play some good league and watching some good leagues. These uh, Korean teams are on fire. And the uh, mm-hmm. G2, the European team that they, they went against, they were really good in like all the stages upcoming to that match. And then they just got completely crushed by these Koreans. <laughs> it's yeah, like beautiful it's and also very sad to see. But yeah, small uh, parentheses. I've been watching that this weekend. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese teams are popping off as well. Oh, yes. They're, uh... Well, we're about to see that yeah, tomorrow, really I believe, good. as of recording of this podcast on Sunday. That's right. That's right. 6 a.m. for our time. I'm not waking up for them. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll just watch the VODs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good with the VODs. But I don't, YouTube screwed me. Because, like, if you're watching game one, the uh-huh. top recommendation should be freaking game two. And then it's <laughs> game three, right? Like, yeah, it just went straight to game three, and I'm like, oh, all right. 
I use the like, I LOL esports website because they put their all the games in like a a table, and then you just yeah. click one, two, three, and then when you click on the game, it starts you from right when champ select ends, and the game starts. So it's like super clean. I don't even have to listen to the commentators be like, "Oh yeah, this guy has been having a great season, and he's been doing good." I don't care about that. I want to see them play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I I should do that more, but I also usually watch on the iPad. Ah, so. that makes sense. I like oh to God, watch it YouTube. on my big screen so I can actually see the game. Because anything smaller feels like I can't see what's going on. Yeah, because it's uh, really chaotic and like full of it's full of stuff. The game. <laughs> this is something else that I was uh, I probably should have brought up in the main portion of the podcast, but whatever, we can, we'll do it now. Yeah. Um, the new Borat movie came out. Are you interested in that at all? I'm actually gonna watch it. I didn't think that Borat one was like the funniest thing ever, but Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> is funny like it's funny in general to me and so i'm gonna watch it eventually maybe we could talk about it next week because i haven't seen it as of recording so i, I haven't seen it either i don't oh, know nice. if i'm gonna watch it because like i i couldn't watch the first one. Oh, it was too I, stupid too the cringe was too powerful but i feel like that's what it is he tries to bring out the cringe out of every situation and go like i can't handle it he just he just goes in he goes like our arams man right in nothing he goes I know. all the way till the end but i dig that but uh, I've heard people talk about it, and then they say like it's a millennial dark humor movie. So I'm interested, and I feel like we're the we're the demographic for that. So anything but Zoomer humor, <laughs> dude. That's too absurd. These freaking, I I'm so old, but their TikTok humor is the, like the least funny thing on the planet. I know this. <laughs> it's like oh, there's no joke, and that's the point. I'm like oh. What? So, but then that's not funny if there's no joke yeah. and that's the just point. because that's the point that doesn't mean it's funny exactly <laughs> so, i don't i don't know man i don't know but I, can i hear you say like kids these days <laughs> listen back in my no <laughs> no we still got like 10 years before we say that i hope <laughs> i'm definitely not one of those people who's like oh kids these days they have a situation rah, rah, rah. i'm just more like i for sure don't get your jokes but <laughs> yeah. i have more than enough faith in the future yeah exactly <laughs> uh, i said this on the pod before i think that a lot of kids these days are actually pretty terrific so i believe it i'm i'm not an old negative boomer i'm just uh i'm, I'm just a out of touch boomer yeah we're just getting old, I guess. Pretty much. I had a discussion with uh, some kids about music, and I had them try to name artists. And I was like, what's an NF? I've never heard of that. NF? There you go. Okay, I'm not See? the only one. Rapper, apparently. Had a song that had like 800 million spins on Spotify. I was like, how have I not? Oh, cool. So what, that's an, an artist name, NF? Yep. Okay. Well, the boomer lot like Eminem. just came out. <laughs> apparently. I listened to it afterwards. Not bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, sure there's not a necessarily lot of great thing, artists. Not bad. It's not mumble rap, so props for that. <laughs> the kids are evolving. <laughs> They're going into exactly. real language now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that being said, make sure you check out Hell's Fallen on Twitch. Uh, when he, he does doesn't stream, stream that often, so make sure you uh, follow him so that when he does, you're notified of it. Uh, it's not quite Bunderscore level of streaming. Like, it's not that scarcity. Oh, he's online. Or he'll only stream and it's Christmas. He comes yeah, online. He streams. Bunderscore, yeah. just a, he becomes a legend every year. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get him to stream again. He's like, no, it already happened, but wait for 2021. <laughs> <I know>. Okay. <laughs> he's going to make a comeback, comeback stream. 
<laughs> uh, but we love him. We're just teasing him. <laughs> it's good times. Uh, so yeah, check out the D and D on the Wednesdays. Uh, check out the pod on join the, the Discord. <laughs> join our Discord. Check out the pod as you listen to the podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't go outside. Lock yourself inside. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Have a great That's week. That's really how it is. Wear a mask. Stay a few feet away. Wash your hands. You'll be all right. Guys, take care.